everyone, welcome to Game Face, episode 183 on Sifted Games at Sifted.net. We have a very special episode for you guys today. We're doing something we've never done on Game Face. An intervention. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for me. <laughs> we are going to have a live watch party for Sony's State of Play that kicks off at the top of the hour, right at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we start a little bit early today. I know some people may be getting in a little, a little bit late, but they'll get here just in time to watch the State of Play with us. Um, this is the first time we've done this. I'm hoping there are no technical issues. I think everything's good. We'll see now how it you've goes. Done it. <laughs> now I've done. I've jinxed it. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, that's coming up at the top of the hour at 1 p.m., and we're keeping an eye on it. We have it right here, um, so we'll know exactly when it kicks off. The thing about this is it's not live. It's a pre-recorded video that just goes mm -hmm. live, like, right at the top of the hour. So, But it's new to us. It, it, yeah, exactly. It's all, it's all new stuff. It's looking like we're going to get a bunch of stuff for The Last of Us Part 2 and maybe some other stuff. And Matt and I will do Definitely a... Definitely getting the Modern Warfare story trailer. Yeah. We'll, we'll do a predictions thing right before it kicks off. But anyway, we're keeping an eye on it, so don't sweat it. It is it. right we're... before it kicks off. Yeah, what'd you say? We got seven minutes. Yeah, we got seven minutes. Uh, well, let's... Now we got a countdown. What did you say? They just put a, started counting down. Yeah, seven minutes. So we're, we're keeping an eye on it. Don't worry. You're not going to miss it, even though it's not technically live. I even thought about, because we're going to do analysis for this afterwards. I even thought about just, like, pausing it and doing analysis mm. for each section. But I have a feeling our folks on the stream would, rather see would it as probably it be a little pissed off about that. So after it's over, we're going to do a bit of analysis about what we saw. We're hoping for some big stuff. We'll see how it goes. Uh, some housekeeping before we do our predictions for this. Uh... Game Face is on Google Play. Finally, people with Android phones can listen to Game Face. Uh, folks on YouTube, this should be huge for you guys. I know a lot of you guys have Android phones. You haven't been able to consume the uh, podcast version of Game Face. That is all changed now. It's very easy to find. You can go on Google Play. You can search for it. Uh, somebody, I'm getting ready to shoot an episode of Ask Shane Anything, and somebody asked me to do kind of a walkthrough of how you can set up the podcast on Android phones. I am going to do that. That episode should be going up tomorrow or the day after. It's very simple, though. Um, there's a tweet that's pinned to the top of our Twitter page right now that has the link to the podcast. Uh, you just click on that, and for most people, your phone just kind of walks you through it once you click on that link. Uh, but some people have had some issues, so I'm going to do a walkthrough for that. But anyway, uh, the thing about our iTunes and our Google Play feeds is they actually go live earlier than the YouTube video version. So if you're someone who watches or actually just boots it up on YouTube and just listens to it while you're working or something like that, you can actually get the show earlier if you sign up for the podcast feed on iTunes or Google Play. So one more thing, review. Review the show, please, uh, if you're going to give us a good review. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. You can say whatever the hell you want. But reviews really help podcasts on both iTunes and Google Play. The more people that review them, the higher the score. Uh, when people search for gaming podcasts, it'll help it, help it pop up. So please review the, the show. It could make a huge difference for us, and we'd really appreciate it. Um, so we got five minutes left. That gives us just about enough time to do some predictions, Matt. What, what is your biggest prediction for this state of play? Do you have one? Well, I mean, Last of Us 2 is not really a prediction. Everybody knows that. that's going to be a part. Uh, yeah. Modern Warfare, I've been expecting the Modern Warfare story trailer for a while. Um, I think that got confirmed today. Oh, or, it did? Or it leaked or something. Oh, I missed that. So um, it seems like we're definitely going to get that. Uh, my fingers are crossed for a, uh, a Ghost of Tsushima update of some kind. Okay. Um, uh, one thing I will predict in the negative is we will not see Batman. Okay. Batman Big is, stories. Batman is for New York Comic Con. Okay. 
You will see Batman at New York Comic Con, but I don't think we'll see it here. And you you have been right about all that stuff. For years, by the way. Quarter- if you watch Game Face, you've been getting info about the Batman saying, stuff from Matt for a while. For years, I've been saying Court of Owls, Batman game from Montreal, and uh, Suicide Squad game as a service from Rocksteady. Yeah. Matt's been right all along. And now one of those things is true, and now we just wait for the other thing to be true, because it's true. There you wait go. Wait for it. I promise you. There you it's go. the only thing that makes sense. They, they traded projects at some point, because remember, Montreal was the one teasing the Suicide Squad game at the end of Origins. Right, right. And uh, so, but, I mean, I don't know. Maybe Rocksteady was just sick of making Batman. Yep. But. What about any PS5 stuff? Um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they mentioned it or we got some kind of tease along the lines of what we got for the Scarlet at E3 this year. Um, I mean, it's probably about time to mention it, you know? Yeah. I don't think we'll get it blown out or anything. Yeah, but me it, either. But it feels like it's probably time. What about... You know that uh, loading demo that they showed in that weird, like, creepy, thing, right, yeah. in that creepy, like, conference room or whatever? <laughs> do you think that they might just show us just, like, a direct feed version of something like that? Yeah, they might. They might do that. It would be would be nice to have because if you're talking about PlayStation 5 and you need B-roll to cover yeah, the prob- it, that's the only thing you have right the now. The problem is, is, like, I don't know if your first impression of PS5 you want to show is going to be, like, a, PS- loading times. a PS4 game. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, you could see in that, that leaked footage that Spider-Man did look better. Yeah, but it's still a PS4 game. Do you think we'll see Ghost of Tsushima today? I it has so. been a long time. I hope so. I mean, we kind of hoped we'd see it at Gamescom and then Tokyo Game I mean, Show. I kind of hoped it might come out this year, right? Um, but like, it feels more and more like it's going to end up being a launch title. Um, probably also compatible with PS4. Yeah. But like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it feels like it feels like their kind of show-off game, especially if Last of Us really is coming out in February. Um, Which seems like it is. Seems very likely, yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, I'd like to. I'm not counting on it. Uh, I mean, I'll take more Sucker Punch in whatever form you want to give it to me, basically. But uh, uh, And they also, I mean, when I talked to them at E3 last year, uh, the Sucker Punch guys, I ran into them at the Marriott, and they were, uh, they kind of hinted to me that it was further along than you might think. But uh, that doesn't mean that Sony's not going to put it where they need to put it. So Strategically, we'll yeah. We didn't see anything at... Uh, TGS except the old trailer. Same so, trailer. Um, yeah. That may be nice. It is so due. Yeah. It is like way overdue to year, see something what, new. A year and three months now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I think the chances of seeing something PS5 related are probably 15% or less. Mm-hmm. Let's say the chances are pretty low of that. Yeah. I, I would, I mean, I'm, I would suspect they're going to mention there's a new system next year, but like, I don't think we'll see a blowout video of it or anything. Yeah, I mean, this is also pretty early in 2019, relatively speaking. There's still three or four months to go where they could slide in another mm-hmm. event or do another state of play or something like that. Or, so, I mean, it could make... Just, this isn't like a do or make, die situation. It could also make just as much sense to wait until after Last of Us is out. Yeah. You know, like, you've still got, you've still got two big bullets in the chamber with uh, Death Stranding and, oh, yeah. and Last of Us. And I think we're going to see a good bit of Death Stranding today. Is Sony's Joy. Big, I mean, it's Sony's big game for Q4. <laughs> yeah. It, it kind of needs to promote it. It's a confusing game. Sony could take this opportunity to kind of clear things up for people who haven't been following. I mean, at people who time, have been following don't know exactly what's I up. I mean, at the same time, maybe considering what we now know from the TGS showing, maybe you don't want people to be too clear <laughs> on what this is. That could be true. We got 30 seconds left, people, so we're, we're at the final countdown. In fact, Adam, let's just go to our Mortis... There we go. So, folks, hopefully the audio is good. We worked a good bit on it to make sure the audio levels are good. So I'm hoping our voices are mixed well with the audio for the state of play. I'm pretty excited about this, I have to admit. I uh, 
I don't get too excited for Nintendo Directs anymore. And the first day to play was pretty awful. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I would hope this is better, but... Yep, here we go. That was a hell of a transition. Yeah, <laughs> a little rough. What could that be? It looks like the light on the PS4 Pro. Yeah. Because well, the orange was when it was sleeping. Now it's on. Peggy 18. New game. Like I'm, I'm very interested in why this is rated 18. I guess it looks like a war of you're humanity. People left and right with giant blocks. It's like lemmings with real people. Yeah. Or not. <laughs> or the walk, uh, the World War Z. Yeah, cross with lemmings. Yeah. Okay, this looks pretty insane. Escalation. What? What if all those people are real players? I'm not. Yeah, that's I pretty don't. impossible. They have to be made out of like five polygons. These are all simulation. Yeah. Things. I mean, also, real players can't move that organized. I don't know who made this, but they they have some good drugs in their vending machines. <laughs> Interesting. Did Katamari Damashi not make you feel like you were killing enough people? <laughs> 2020. Okay, maybe once the show kicks off proper, someone could go to that URL and fill us in. Dot game. Interesting. Enhance. everyone it's time for another state of play we're really excited to share some great games and surprises with you today starting with that exclusive reveal of humanity from enhanced games next up oh Infinity here we go Ward gives us an all-new look at call of duty modern warfare well, the world's gonna melt down if they really the show the real stuff series. in this let's see it captain price I have a feeling this trailer is going to be pretty tame. There's nothing simple about it. This is bigger now. Chemical weapons have fallen into terrorist hands. They could be anywhere. We need to move fast. What do you suggest? A business trip. My people have known something worse than war. Help us track it. If you stay, we can help you. But if you stay, you fight. Yelling out to him. The invaders of my country have no regard for human life. We live like this every day. Any further complications in war at war? Breaking through now. We need a new extraction point fast. Save yourself, daughter. Join us. I lead soldiers. You train killers. 
But we are all killers here. No? How about you, Captain? Are you gonna let them die? The Kremlin has suspended all deconfliction channels, and chemical weapons are now in the wild. Fix it. Where do we draw the line, sir? You draw the line. No, sir! Stop! Wherever you need it. What the hell is this? It's the off switch. We're all just pawns in this. Well, you speak for yourself. This is crazy. Yeah, but we're a little crazy, aren't we? The rules of engagement have changed. If you can't identify the target... You are the target. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> it really doesn't. Very tame trailer. Very tame. Thankfully, we won't have much longer to wait. I mean, Call of Duty modern it looks like they're actually putting characters in this, this one. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Now, from the imagination of the creator of Katamari Damacy and Nobi Nobi Boy comes a long-awaited update. This one's been in development for a long yeah. time. Dude has a type, I'll give him that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's a, a nose. Connection, so it must be a Death Stranding spinoff. Yeah, this is the, a mini game in Death Stranding. <laughs> it must be hard to create a game like Katamari then for the rest of your career have to try to recreate that magic. Yeah. I'm guessing Miyamoto deals with that type of stuff all the time. I don't know, Miyamoto just like, oh, I'm gonna make a game about gardening with little creatures. Yeah. They run, I mean, I don't get the impression Miyamoto cares. Yeah, he may, he he may not at this point. To make and I don't blame him if he doesn't care at this point. At a certain point, after you've made like half the things he's made, you have to have some confidence, just ready to go. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he's got a few job offers his, through the years that oh yeah. uh, his Wii his musics ego. are few and far between. Yeah, it's true. Sadly, what is it? Watama? Watam? Watam? Yeah. So has this been in development since Nobi Nobi Boy, or what'd you say? How long has that been in development? A couple years now. Hmm. I thought it was supposed to be released a while ago, but it, it never came out. Yeah. We can't wait December. to play it. The wonderfully wacky and whimsical world of Watam comes to PS4 this December. Okay, 
Prepare to embark on a gorgeous new journey with another first look. Huh. Piccolo. What do they do? I don't know. Like another winter survival game. Mm. Just what the industry needs. But you're already dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Very different take on mythology than uh, God of War. Absolutely. Maybe he didn't make it to heaven after all. Yeah. At the end, he's going to head for the North Pole and become Santa Claus. <laughs> Spoilers. He already looks like him. Scope. Arise is coming soon to PS4. So, see you in 2021. Yeah, it never says whether they're exclusive now or let's not. let's see what Rockstar Games Ooh, has coming to PlayStation Noir? VR. Oh, PlayStation VR. That may be interesting. Oh, wow. We have a witness who confirms that you are arguing, that your wife ran out, that you followed her, and didn't come back. I know this looks bad, but it's not true. We argued, all right? She went out, and I went out after her, and she jumped in a car on the corner. I mean, for me, this might be worth it just to drive around old-time L.A. Yeah. She was looking around in her bag. Said she wanted to serve me papers. Me, her own husband. Who else are you going to serve divorce papers truth. to? <laughs> Her brother. <laughs> Out now. Oh, wow. Been shadow dropped. The news is L.A. Noir, the VR case files, is available at PlayStation Store today. And that's just a taste of what's coming for PlayStation VR players. I can't believe I can maybe hook the damn VR thing up to play more Space Channel 5. Dude, whatever happened to Golem? <laughs> it just never came out! I don't know. They got a pretty substantial demo at E3 that one year. Yeah! Yeah. I mean, it was it's one of the demo, marquee like games yeah, for the pre-promotion yeah. of PlayStation VR. Where is it? It's like trying to climb that mountain in a rise. <laughs> 
la la. After 17 years. Yeah. We've got Crazy. more for you to check out. Get ready for an update on medieval. Here's your we chance to get about that in a while. On a yeah, demo I kind of figured. In fact, Vincent in his article Launching yesterday predicted that we'd see something about this. Oh, a demo's Today. coming. Oh, a demo. I mean, I admit I don't really have a lot of warm fuzzies for this one. Me either. It's just... PlayStation 1 didn't do a, have a lot of things that endeared me. Me either. The like characters, the art in the game. Rafa and uh, Bust a Groove was about it. Colony Wars, but there are no characters in that. Spyro. They but need to promote this, though. They do. It's not like they have a lot of exclusives left for PS4. Yeah, the characters for a lot of PS1 games just weren't endearing to me. They just never left a lasting impression. I kind of like Blasto, but obviously you can't follow that up. Lover. Glover was an N64. Originally, though, didn't it come to PlayStation eventually? Maybe. I thought it did. I'm not an expert on the history of Glover. Yeah. <laughs> Six. You do feel sorry for the editor that's handed all this footage. You're like, okay, make civilization exciting for a trailer. <laughs> I remember having to do review video reviews at GT and at X Play oh, yeah. for these games. It was so hard. I remember we did one for uh, Europa Universalis 4 in which Paul Bonanno ended up just shooting himself in the mouth. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> And like, you needed would, really creative people to make today. those reviews interesting. Was, I got banned from a forum for posting a GIF of that shot. Really? Because people thought it was too real. <laughs> uh, no one was paying attention to us back then. Nope. And we liked it that way until well, it maybe, until maybe, it mattered. Maybe a few more people with Nielsen boxes. Right. <laughs> or like I said, until it mattered. Get the opportunity to expand their empires in just a few short months. And let us get away with a lot of stuff. You might have heard Death Stranding from director Hideo Kojima is launching this November. We've got something very cool to show you. Uh oh. If we don't come together again, humanity won't survive. Another guest actor, celebrity, maybe. Either that, they had no idea what Kojima would give them, so they just said, We got something very cool. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. a Death Stranding controller. Death Stranding controller with a baby oh, in it. Oh, and a limited edition PS4. That is ugly. They're all ugly, though. They are. I mean, I that was especially ugly. That's real bad, yeah. I mean, I'm a Pittsburgh fan, and I want nothing to do with that controller. <laughs> this limited edition PS4 especially in a game where you can pee. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what I'm thinking of when I see that. I wonder what they call the color of that controller, <laughs> urine yellow. Do you think you can beat Satan in a drinking game? That's it for Death Stranding? I do think I can beat Satan in a drinking game. Yeah, I have to assign torches and clean up the Was that a pro or a base of the pro? Was it? People typically know what to expect. Except for these two morons I keep hearing about. Milo and Lola. They're friends their whole lives that then go and die like two minutes before graduating college. 
I go through processing, get their personal deal and the whole thing. But then they take a cab ride from Sam, and she goes and blabs about the loophole. Like I didn't already have enough to do tonight, you know? Drink Hell's Monarchs first, you know, my psycho relatives. What? You're like a bartender in hell? A bartending drinking game in hell. We have to deal with karaoke crowds, the lava swamps, the fanatics from the Force Circle. I mean, these complete idiots really have no idea what they're getting into. I need a drink. Is he talking to us? Huh. It's a good Halloween After game. Party is yeah, being developed it is. by the talented team at Night School Studio, and it's coming soon to PS4. Bartender in Hell simulation. Soon, we've got a sneak peek at October's PlayStation Plus lineup. Oh. Batter up. We're getting it two It'll weeks early. Show. Probably last year's. That's my guess. If it's not, that would be it's pretty not. awesome. That would be nice. I haven't actually played this year's yet. I haven't played it either. Microtransactions. I'll tell you what, though, it would be smart to just give this away because yeah. it has like the ultimate team stuff where you're gonna make money on the cards. Yeah. Also, like, season's pretty much over. Right. Like, yeah. Baseball season's done. Yeah. The sales of this are done. Like, just give it away. No. Nope. Yeah. Oh wait, is that the newest 19, one? Nineteen, yeah. Oh, the tw baseball 20th? games are named because oh, right. the season's all in the, the same actual year. year they're in. Yeah. MLB That's The cool. Show I'll Nineteen will be free for PlayStation Plus members starting in October. But wait, today we can also share that The Last of Us Remastered is also coming to PlayStation Plus members oh, starting mm. in October. Setting the table. MLB The Show Nineteen. Maybe Last of Us Part Two is coming earlier than we think. But before we let you nah. go, let's take a look. Seems at like get, they would give that away the month play. before it came out. Nah, February. Studios. Scale of one to ten. How would you rate our kiss from last night? <laughs> oh, wow. Look who decided to join us. All right. You all know the drill. It's like things are working out pretty well. People! There are people! Last of Us, my ass. Yeah. Run into anything you can't handle. Come back. Ride a horse. What was that? I, don't know. I think it's just. That's how they cut it? That's weird. Out for revenge. 
Oh boy. Tommy. I have to finish it. You have no idea what you're walking into. What are you doing? You don't know how large that group is. How armed. I don't care. As if my anticipation for this game could get any higher. That looks awesome, man. Like 220. 221. Thank God. I almost said I said 2021 for this. I'm waiting any news on this hugely anticipated title. Thanks to Naughty Dog for giving us this all new look at the last. Oh my God, that was an awesome trailer. And got a release date. Mark your calendars for February 21st, 2020. Okay, everyone, that's a wrap on another episode that's of it. State of Play. That's it. Thanks for watching. We'll see you again soon, and keep the feedback and suggestions coming. Until next time. All right. Let's not uh, let's not bury the lead. Let's just talk about The Last of Us Part Two right yeah, off the top. Well, because here. without it, it's pretty much the same. <laughs> as, it's just as good as Last State of Play without without Last of Us Two. Well, the Last State of Play was pretty good. The first one was bad. And oh, then yeah. the second one, you can see they were starting to figure it out a little That's bit. That's right. Yeah, I forgot there was another one in there. This one, yeah, probably in the middle somewhere. Yeah, I mean, bleh. <laughs> like Last of, I mean, Last of Us is the star there. Let's talk about sure. it. So they showed a bunch of stuff. I wish we could watch the trailer over right now. But uh, people. There yeah, are so many people. people. Well, that's what I've always said about Last of Us. was like It really seemed like a pretty manageable apocalypse. You know, like yeah, you have said that e before. Even by the time like the 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 actual uh, game happens, like they've pretty much figured out like you know don't go in here if you see the spores, put the mask on. Like the the clickers aren't really running around in the in the the, the safe zone, habitable areas. Um, you know, it, it, and it, it, they all seem to kind of be dying out, and like it just seemed like you know obviously any kind of thing like that the biggest threat is going to be other people i mean yep. dave is way more threatening in that game than uh, um the zombies are but like it felt like especially by the end of the game it felt like yeah we pretty much got this handled under like, control you know. at least yeah so you can kind of see that i mean basically it's just like don't go in basements at this point. <laughs> you know, like, it appears that it's going to be more about the struggle for power among humans yeah then well, well it seems like it's pretty clearly they're going to fridge the girl uh, her her girlfriend and is that what you think happened? I'm right pretty there? sure that's what happens. They're, they're killing her while they're holding her. The down. girl that she just kissed. Yeah. Um. As as that mission they're on goes to horribly wrong. And it could be worse. They could be killing someone else that I think would have a bigger impact. Well, I don't think. Well, Joel is clearly there, so I don't think that's going to be. I th I think the the crux of the relationship between her and Joel is going to be 
the awareness of what he said what, about the lie at the end of the first game, uh-huh. and sort of that's probably why he's not in town, right? They they kicked him out for some for some shit, probably, um, and uh, or maybe he left because he couldn't deal with it or whatever. Um, so I think I think he's not dead. I think he's there for real, and you're going to be with him, and sort of part of the conflict is going to be. Um, a re- reconciling with him after you know the aftermath of what happened at the end of the first game, plus him trying to convince her that this is not a way to live, um, while she's on her roaring rampage of revenge for for her dead girlfriend. Um, I mean, on one hand, like I think I think you can make that case pretty strongly in like a modern world, but in a world where you find someone worthwhile so rarely, I could probably I can see I can see a better case for deciding to just throw your life away killing everybody who killed them well i think particularly too if you're of her sexual persuasion it might be even more difficult to find yourself someone yeah i mean uh clearly she doesn't seem like i I still feel like there's going to be an element of um the uh i feel there's gonna be an element of her having the infection and kind of being known as sort of the the immune one that makes her kind of scary to people Uh uh-huh and the fact that she survived out there so i mean there's in the previous trailer obviously where where, uh the the i can't remember her name the the other girl her girlfriend i don't remember her name at all um she's she's you know she's i think they should be terrified of you yeah and uh probably yeah yeah yeah, she's she's she's, (laughs) she can take care of herself that's for sure um, so yeah, I think that's what we're, we're looking at a, at a, at a revenge journey, uh, trying to be tempered by Joel, who's, d- who's kind of done the throw your life away f- in the name of the death of a loved one thing and did not, uh, did not go well for him. Yeah. So maybe she learns the lesson from him. Maybe. maybe or, I mean, this is the last of it. She probably doesn't learn it until it's way too late. <laughs> You're probably right. Uh, some new but elements it, were shown but off. It looks like they've really expanded the air. Like they're, you know, they're taking a page, I think, from Uncharted 4, where it looks like there's open areas you can ride the horse around in and drive a boat around in. Like, yeah. Like, I feel like they're using kind of Uncharted 4's open areas and maybe uh, God of War's sort of open areas as sort of a template for their these games going forward which i'm, uh, which I'm totally cool fine with yeah. as long as there's interesting stuff to do and i think you know the the premise of last of us gives you a lot of reason to kind of poke into abandoned buildings and find clicker nests or find like you know desperate cannibals that you need to kill or whatever like there's a lot of potential there and uh you know god looks gorgeous like just everything i mean talk about destroyed beauty you know like, oh yeah how feel- crazy was it to see a town yeah, I mean, I was kind of expecting something like that, just because it was it feel it felt like they're because at the end of the first game, they're you know they're planning to his Joel's brother is it is trying planning to kind of start a new community around the dam that you've gotten to work again. Yep. Um, that seems like seems like that's probably what that is. It worked. Like, yeah. It, it, worked, it absolutely worked. I mean, it it felt like I said it felt like a manageable apocalypse. It felt like a smart people with a good plan and a defensible position could theoretically make something out of it. And it looks like they have, I mean, it looks like a town of maybe, maybe a thousand people or something. How, how pervasive. Yeah, Christmas lights and everything. Yeah, yeah. How pervasive do you think the town life stuff is going to be? And is that, is that something you're interested in? I am interested in it just because I'm inter- always interested in to see like post-apocalyptic, like end of the world stuff is always easy. Trying to kind of come up with a plausible way of how people rebuild is hard. Yeah. And so I'm interested to see what they do with that. I do think it will only be relevant probably in like the first act. Yeah. Like I, feel, I feel like the bulk of the game is going to be spent out in the wilds, like doing what you're going to do. Um, I mean, that's The Last of Us, isn't yeah. it? I mean, yeah. But but like I think it's going to be also going to be a fun contrast from, uh, you know, the, the Boston uh, sort of 
I don't even know what to call it. Like it was almost a ghetto in uh, yeah. in uh, the first one that right. we start out in, and kind of getting out of that almost felt like liberating. It yeah, felt, it felt like you know it, it was still dangerous out there, but it felt like you were out in sort of a, a, a place you could kind of you know you were under less scrutiny, you were you were you were less controlled, but you just had to look out for yourself. Uh, also, a lot less danger. Yeah, and because uh, people are always more dangerous in this series. Well, there's also a lot more people in urban mm-hmm. areas, so the risk of... Yeah. Also, Joel and his girlfriend were some of the dangerous people. They were. In that yep. urban area. Uh, and in this, I think they're going to play it up more as like, you know, leaving that town is going to feel like leaving Sanctuary. And you're not going to want to, but you're going to have to. Huh. Um, so it's going to... I'm I'm very interested to, to kind of see how that all plays out. Like, it looks like... Uh, but you don't think there's going to be like shops and stuff like that where you go and like upgrade we- like a blacksmith no. and stuff. No, I, I don't think you'll be going back to that town again. Not in, not until like later in the game. If interesting, at all. so you don't think that's going to be like the home base where you keep no, going back after going out on runs. And... I don't think I don't think so. I hope you're right because it's hard for me to look at The Last of Us without having the frame of reference of The Walking Dead, and so it's been on the air for so long. You've kind of seen what works and what doesn't work with plot devices in that sort of a setting. And The Walking Dead at this point is just a big loop. It just goes through Mm -hmm. this cycle of they're out on the road, they find a new place to stay, they like it there, someone comes and takes it, they go back on the road. Then we're the real monsters. Right, it's just this cycle that repeats every two seasons. That's why I stopped watching it like six years ago. Yeah, I don't blame you. Like, honestly, it's it's gotten really bad. Um, Even the comic Which is why it makes me nervous. Yeah, you're right, even the comic is is done now. Out of nowhere. No one knew that was going to be the end of the series. Maybe they were watching the show and was like, the longer we do this comic, the longer this show's going to drag well, on. I mean, I don't think that has anything to do with the show at this point. AMC, AMC's, AMC's got a 10-year plan for that shit um, with spinoffs and various things. But well, it needs a better plan. I mean, plan. Kirkman used to say he, you know, the, the, the series goes until Rick dies. The series about Rick. If Rick dies, that's the end of the comic. And, but he said, I could easily go for 1,000 issues. Yeah. Um, instead, he went for 193. Well, um, I don't know what happened in the comic, but he's not dead in the show. No, it's very, the comic is very, very different. I've heard that. I've never read the It's novels. also much, much, much better. Is it? Vastly better. Huh. Um, it's it's a, Early on, they, they kind of stick, and you can kind of get, oh, I like to take the show's take on this versus this. But once you get past, say, the prison part, the comic is unquestionably better. Like, so is Rick so. still alive in the comics? I don't know if everybody's read the comics. Yet. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I was pretty impressed with that, I gotta say. That was one of the best trailers I've seen in quite a while. Yeah. Um, Gives you a good idea of what to expect. Like sets the story up pretty well. It changed my whole up. perspective on the game in like 90 seconds. I don't know. If, I don't know if I'd say that. It. I mean, it it's still pretty, looks I mean, like The Last of Us, but it looks a lot different from the first game. Um... I don't. It doesn't look that different to me. But I it, don't know. To me, was there any, was there any shot in the first game that had that many people in it? No, but that doesn't really revolutionize the genre to me. I mean, um, not, I mean, there were a lot of people in Boston. I mean, not that many. It was limited by how much the PS3 could show. Right. But like you know, you, you're, I'm, what I'm seeing in that trailer is a natural evolution of having the power of the PS4. Because remember, the last one was last generation. Um, was despite the remastered version. I mean, you're, you're looking at you know the people who made that giraffe scene. You give them the power of the, ne- the next generation system, and they're going to make something that looks like that. I mean, it yeah. looks it looks very along the lines of what I would expect in terms of expanding the world, expanding the the area you get to play in. Ex- you know, giving you giving you modes of transportation because everything's too big to walk on foot now. 
um, which is one of my biggest kind of complaints about the first game was it just felt so segmented. It was. Because um, it was. It was, <laughs> it was just a straight yeah. journey through these areas, and like yeah. there was just moments where I just felt like it needed more continuity of place, and it looks like this is going to give that to you. Because At least a little more open-ended. Yeah, I think so. Um, How do you feel about them just showing a trailer and not showing like a new chunk of gameplay? Nobody does gameplay anymore. I'm just kind of yeah. used to that now. Um, I, I mean, just, they did. I mean, I would. I mean, I would like to see kind of what the gameplay looks like, just because I thought the, the weakest link of the first game is the gameplay. Because the agreed, everything else is like stellar, and the gameplay is sort of like something I've done a thousand times before. It was. I, was, I mean, I was that. really slogging through the gameplay sections to get to, to get the story. to the story stuff. Yeah. Um, Towards which, the end of the game, yeah. I mean, the whole the whole immersion break of the stealth stuff and how mm-hmm. she could just run around and it's like the enemies couldn't see her, like. That's the kind of stuff that you don't realize or notice until the rubber hits the road, which is why mm-hmm. I would have liked to have seen like another chunk of this. Maybe there aren't even like cooperative sections as or at least they aren't as prevalent as in yeah. the first or game. Or you make it a little more concerned. I mean, it's better than if when she ran out in the middle of nowhere they saw her and everything went to hell. I mean, yeah. obviously that's a it's a better solution just let her be invisible. Well, if you but, can't handle the AI of yeah. the character, then sure. I mean, it's a, it's I mean, a the, punt. To, yeah, exactly. Like you can solve the problem if the AI is good enough, but at a certain point, you got to kind of cut your losses and get the game out. So, mm-hmm. I, I'm really—I was really impressed with that. I, I was secretly in my heart of hearts, I was hoping that it was going to come out before the end of the year. I nah. knew it was a long shot. But no way in hell you released that and Death Stranding in the same quarter. I can wait till February. My birthday's in February. I'll just consider this a gift from the gaming gods to <laughs> me for my birthday. Um, but it's looking hot. You think we'll see more of it before it comes out? I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a little more like a, uh, the Game Awards, yeah, something like that, or they do another state of play around that time. What do you think about online play for this? Don't care. What I, about co-op? Don't care. You would rather play. By I would yourself? rather play by myself. I, absolutely. Even it's, if it's too the, cinematic. Even if the AI character is running around like a chicken with his yes. head cut off. <laughs> yes, it's too cinematic for that. Same reason I wouldn't want someone else controlling uh, Atreus in God of War. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It's not what it's for. I mean, I would be surprised if there wasn't some kind of, some kind of multiplayer because the multiplayer in the first game did well. Yeah. Um, but I'm probably never going to play it beyond trying it to talk about it on this show. It's not what I'm here for. Yeah, I mean, I fully admit that I've never, quote, unquote, got into a Naughty Dog multiplayer suite. No. I've I, always played it because I had to to evaluate yeah. the game, but I never. after I got done, I never stuck with it. Same. But you know what? There are people at game trailers that did, that, oh, yeah. like, love their multiplayer. It's different, as I'll give it that. Yeah. Like, certainly, like, Uncharted, I didn't really enjoy any of the Uncharted multiplayer things, but, like, it, I could definitely see why you'd latch onto it if you were just looking for something new. Yeah. Or not necessarily new, but not Call of Duty. I mean, especially at the time those games were coming out, it was like everyone played first-person shooters, and that's it. You know, it was, yeah. like, it was like that was like kind of the only option you had. Yep. So I, I can understand that, but it never grabbed me. Okay, let's start talking about some other stuff they showed. Um, they gave up the free games for PlayStation Plus for next month mm-hmm. already. MLB The Show 19 and The Last of Us Remastered, which I'm pretty sure has been a free game before. I think it was. Um, yeah. I don't think I would have bought it. Well, I think so, it was just The it. Last of Us, though. It wasn't the remastered That was version. definitely the remastered. Like I, cause so they're I have, double dipping on this? Because I have it, and I definitely wouldn't have bought that. Huh. So I, I think... That might be the first time they've double dipped a game for a PlayStation Plus. I can't remember. Um, yeah. if, in if, chat if they did, it would have been years ago. It went years and years ago. Some people in chat are like, I was hooked on The Last of Us and Uncharted 2 multiplayer. Yeah, last, so. I mean, Last of Us, I, I know people that, that swear by Last yeah. of Us online. It's just not my thing. I don't hate anyone for liking it. It just, yeah. was, just wasn't my thing. And I, I mean, I, I see like what they describe, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that does sound cool. I'm just not, I, it's not, 
Not here for it. Yep. I think that lineup for October, though, for most people, they're going to be pretty excited about it. Yeah. There's some good stuff. I still think it's weird to have The Last of Us as a freebie, like, five months before the sequel comes out. Like, it would, yeah, wouldn't we, it have been perfect to do it the month before? No. Everyone plays it. They know the story by heart. No. And then, boom, they go into the set. No, because you got to give people time to play it. Do you think that if they had done that, it would have kept people from buying? No, the but people one? just wouldn't have gotten around to finishing the first. I think you want to give people time yeah. with this thing, and it's the holiday season, and you give put it up in January. Who knows? People forget to check because it's New Year's, and yeah. you, know, you you want to you want to give people time to kind of get around to it. Yep. Um, so that makes sense to me. Uh, Death Stranding. Were you surprised how little was shown of that? No. I mean, yes, they just blew out in 80 minutes of the thing. Like, it's well, not... at Tokyo Game Show, though. Like... Yeah, but everybody who matters saw it. Like, yeah. it, it, it's all out there. Like, it's not like it's not like there's a different audience for the people who saw Tokyo Game Show videos in this. Like, it's all the same people. Yeah, but I, you it's know, just I... one more thing to pre-order. Now, yeah, you know? I, but I think back to whenever I was again home for Labor Day weekend, and I ran into my old crew in Philly and hung out with them for a whole day. Like, you know, they always talk to me about games, and like those people are don't even know Death Stranding exists. Like That's they don't. They haven't started advertising on NFL games yet. Yeah. This is not going to change anything about that. It's it's mainstream TV advertising. That's gonna like get that in people's heads. They like, knew about Borderlands though. Well, yeah, because Borderlands been advertising on TV for like the last like four weeks. Yeah. Before the launch. I mean, that's how you do it. The last month before launch, you just blitz with it. Yeah. Movies do that too. It, it, it works. I mean, because you want people to be aware of it, but you don't want people to be waiting for it. Because most people are not going to wait for this stuff. They're just yeah. gonna be like, oh, I'm tired of seeing this commercial. So it's just the right amount of time to get people like, oh, I'm interested. I want to get that. Now it's out. Oh, I got it. Or I put it on my Christmas list, obviously, this time of year. Do you think that we'll see more of the game before it comes out? It's only like a month away. I don't think so, away. especially because Kojima said he didn't want people to watch right. the TV. <laughs> I feel like Kojima's like, I, I, I've shown what I'm going to show. Yeah. The rest will be just commercials, yeah. and that'll be that. A launch trailer. Yeah. Oh God! If you if you pre-order the collector's thing of this, and now you got to buy a PS4, I imagine this <laughs> got just got to be a very expensive game if you're a hardcore Kojima fan. I mean, of course, the launch trailer for this will probably be like eight minutes long. So yeah, it is. Kojima. <laughs> it'll have like some weird, goofy tag on it. It'll have you're something like, what? Like this? to to pique the interest of even people like us who have been following it all along, trying to figure out what the crap it is and. I think that there'll be something in that last trailer to be like, even we'll be like, what? What's that? Yeah, there'll be like some Mads Mickelson will pop up and be like, kept you waiting, huh? Yeah. You're like, what the? F-? Yeah. Get a new line. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then Kojima will show up and take credit for every single element of the game, like he did on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> you see yeah, that? Yeah, I did. Not a great look. No. Dude. I mean, I know your name's on the box, but I think the hundred or so other people might have had something to do with some of that. Are you surprised? No. Yeah. I mean, no. But it, I mean, if, it is what it is. I mean, it's like it's a thing he struggled with forever. I mean, go even going back to like when you did like the anniversary. I think the tenth anniversary interviews and stuff for Metal Gear Solid One, and like the guys who like designed the gameplay were like, yeah, he pretty much came to us and said like. I'm just going to write this story, and you guys need to design, like, boss battles, like, mini-games, basically, to fit between the cutscenes. And they're like, so we did that, and he didn't care, basically. He he didn't care what we made as long as it got him to the next story sequence. But if you ask him, it'd be like, oh, I personally designed every single thing and how everything worked and all the boss. It's like, no, you did. I mean, 
I used to call Metal Gear Solid One a collection of mini games back when it came out, and people would scream at oh, me yeah, for course. saying that. Like, yeah. I was, but then, like ten years later, the guys who made it are like, "Yeah, it was a collection of mini games." It's exactly how we looked at it because like, that's what it was. <laughs> it was, yeah. Some really cool ones, but oh, yeah, yeah. Was, I still think it's the best one. I mean, let's be honest. A lot of games from that era were kind of like that. They're just pieces that are snapped together yeah. to create a whole. So. Yeah, but especially that one. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, and you can see it. Because the, there were so many disparate gameplay types. And yeah. If you had longer cutscenes in it, Incredible Crisis would pretty much just be Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> I mean, it's the same gameplay like flow. Yeah, it is. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, Civ Six coming to PS4. Is that a big deal? Not to me, but yeah. to someone to maybe. Some it's also coming to Xbox One, I think. Yeah. Um, it's on everything at this point. Yeah. I think it's on the Switch, too. Like, I mean, I'll say this. Like, when you talk about... I mean, why not? Civilization should be everywhere. It should. I mean, when you talk about games that you get a lot of value out the of... The game. I'm not going imperialist on <laughs> you. <laughs> when you talk about games that you get your money's worth out of, Civ is, like, way up there, man. Oh, yeah. Like, a lot of people, when they're like, oh, I just built a new PC, like, what new game should I get? A lot of times I recommend Civ because it's like you can usually buy it on a discount for like 20 bucks and then play it for like hundreds of hours. So uh, not a big deal for us because we've already played it, but for other folks it could be a pretty big deal. Uh, Medieval, like we we were talking during the live commentary, neither one of us really resonate with that IP that much, but they do. Sony does need some games to release here over the next Mm -hmm. few months. I don't know if that one's going to move the needle. I don't know if you're going to get a crash level of sales out of that one, yeah. but it should be all right. Yeah, or even Spyro, for that matter. Yeah, I don't know how Spyro sold. I don't either, but I'm guessing it sold better than this is going to sell. Maybe. <laughs> even with a bigger installed base now for Medieval. Well, also Spyro's on more Platforms. Systems, so. That's a good point, yeah. Do you think it would have been smart for Sony to maybe re- make this multi-platform? Nah, Sony doesn't do that. It doesn't need the money from the sales, I guess. No. It needs people to get on its platform. But yeah. I would argue that this is not going to bring anyone to the PS4. Probably not. It's just keeping existing. I mean, I do actually know happy. a couple of people who bought a PS4 for the Crash Collection, which is really bonkers. That to is me, bonkers. Like, yeah, I, I don't want to meet those people, <laughs> or maybe I know them already. You know one of them. Oh, really? Uh, they're saying The Last of Us Two is two discs. I'll never know. That's what they're saying in the chat. Digital future, son. Oh yeah, I guess it doesn't matter to you. Nope. Which honestly, it just means it's going to be like a hundred and like. 20 yeah, some gigs. Yeah, it'd, it'd be like a lot of gigs. Yeah, like, which that's is fine. Crazy. As long as it's smaller than uh, Destiny 2. Yeah. Well, I guess at a minimum it would be what, 94 gigs? It'd be in the 90s, yeah. Yeah. 90s. Um, if it takes up both of the discs. Here's the thing. Like, I, you know, I understand kind of the desire to collect physical copies of things. I mean, I have a thousand something physical copies of games um, on my shelves at home, but like, those are useless now. Like, with all the patching and all the changes yeah. and all the updates and everything you need to get these things in workable or having it on a disc doesn't do you. Know, I, I mean, I have a disc copy of uh, the collector's edition of No Man's Sky. It's useless. Yeah. Like, if, if the patches, games, if the patches so all go away, it's useless. Like, yeah. anything pre this generation is still pretty pretty useful. Yeah. But like and this, that's kind of where my collection ends. That's honestly, one of the that's, yeah. That's one of the reasons I basically stop buying physical stuff except the things I really care about, like the Shadow of the Colossus remaster and the. Um, the you know New Man's Sky uh, stuff I want to keep collect- collections together like Assassin's Creed like I, I, that kind of thing, but just in general buying. I mean maybe I'd get Last of Us of some because I do have the Last of Us like the Survival Edition signed by all the cast members and all the developers and stuff. So it might be nice to have you know Last of Us two yeah, with yeah. that too. Um, but like it, it's that it's like curating like a collection versus like of, of like you know special things like that versus like I just get every game on disc because every game on disc is useless now. Like it's. it's 
It is. It's interesting because it becomes an interesting preservation question down the line. Should they ever take these servers down? Yeah. But I'm hoping that the fact that the backwards compatibility seems to be yeah. you know, moving your library forward seems to be a feature with both that Microsoft and, and stay. Sony that like hopefully it stays uh, updated and relevant and vital at least until video games end. <laughs> I don't, you know, we'll it see. is interesting to look though. Whenever I moved from Philadelphia out to San Francisco to work at GameSpot back in 2000, I stopped at my mom's house on the way and I offloaded pretty much everything pre N64 and Dreamcast and just left it at my, my the bedroom at my mom's house and then drove out here. And so I have like just from the N64 and Dreamcast forward in my collection in, in my apartment now. And it's like that generation gigantic collection, the next generation gigantic collection, last generation, and then it's just done. Oh yeah. I have a stack of PS4 games about this big. Mm-hmm. I have a stack of Xbox One games about that big. I have a stack of Switch games like that. Yeah, that's about the same as It's me. crazy. I have a a ton for going, you know, going back. From oh, my there. Xbox 360 collection is like ridiculous. Yeah, my 360 collection takes up a uh, a shelf taller than me. And I'll never I mean, have it's... another collection like that ever no. again. No. It's crazy to think about. I mean, for I mean, I remember when I thought my hundred Dreamcast games were a lot. And yeah. Now it's just like no. I mean, I my some stuff I don't take. I mean, I I, I know people that have like the. All their N64 games still in the boxes, which is crazy. I do. Mine <laughs> like, are actually still stacked. I don't. Mine are all just cartridges in a shoebox. Oh, really? All my. I, I mean, I have like sixty some, eighty some uh, N64 games, but they're all in a giant shoebox for my, like my old boots came in. Mine are still in boxes. There is no room like for one more. In box. By the way, CIB. I have all my N64 nah, games. I, I, I didn't. I, I even have like the stupid like warning leaflets still in the boxes. The only game I have that's like that is I have a sealed copy of Body Harvest that I don't remember why. That's good. I don't remember why. Mate, I you were that. smart back then. Well, no, I, it wasn't back then. I got it at some point later. I don't know why, and I, I think I thought I lost mine, my copy, and then I found it again, so I never opened it. I mean, I, there aren't that many. It. Yeah, I guess not. I mean, someday that game might be worth money if it's sealed still. Yeah, it's kind of beat up. You know what's worth money is the uh, Pokemon Fire Red sealed yeah. copy that I forgot to open and found years later. I'm like, this is worth $200? Come on. <laughs> what a what? pleasant accident. Uh, let's see. Um... PlayStation VR had a little bit of a section in there. Yeah, not dead yet. Not dead yet, but uh, most of the games that were shown there are games that have been available on PC HMDs for mm. a long time. Not um, surprising. Yeah, I mean, it's... No sign of uh, you know, the Insomniac game, which I assume no. is still Oculus exclusive. Yeah. So. I wouldn't be surprised if... Well, What's they that called can't. again? Oh. Something lands? Duh. I, you know what? I will say that most of Insomniac's games have the most forgettable titles ever. If they're not mm. Ratchet or one of their big IP, like Fuse, Fuse was one of them. Like they just have. What was Fuse's original name? You remember that was it? Was, uh, it had another name before that that was way better. It was like named after the team in the game. Yeah, I think. it was. It was uh, yeah, I can't remember. Chat, help us out. <laughs> uh, Oculus Connect is tomorrow. Stormlands, so Stormlands, Overstrike, the Overstrike. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah it was almost Overwatch. Very well, close. It was Overwatch. Yeah, exactly. And I, you may wonder if Blizzard took inspiration from that and ultimately ended up. Yeah, it was like, you're not using it. Yep, we'll take it. And it was a better name than Fuse. A billion times yeah. better. Uh, L.A. Noir case files coming out for PlayStation VR. Are those all new cases? No, I recognize all of those from the oh, okay. game. Those are all the same thing. Uh, okay. 
So it's just basically it the interrogations like, are in VR, and that's supposed to add some kind of value. Well, interrogations and driving and probably the investigation. I mean, it's, it's investigation stuff. Investigation stuff is almost its own subgenre in VR yeah. to some degree. It's like because it just works. It know? does, yeah. Especially if you have an HMD yeah. that works with room space. Yeah. Well, also because like, what's the what what is the what does a VR headset do the best? Look at things. Yeah, so, that's true. Like, that's what an investigator so it does. Makes sense. Like you're looking at clues. You're looking at uh, things like that. And it's like, oh, you know, it's already out on PC. It's been, I think, it's been on VR from PC for a long time. So it's just an ob- again another thing that finally made the transition to the other headset. Yep. Uh, then there was a rise from Studio Piccolo, which looks like a survival game in hell. Yeah, it looked more like a in the ju- afterlife. It more like a journey style game. You think so? Yeah. Especially because at the end it says "Arise, a simple story." That's true. That's a good point. Like I, I think it's a walking simulator oh, okay. with some climbing. Yeah, with something interesting, mm-hmm. but it also like a third-person walking simulator, which isn't very Not common, common. But I mean, yeah. it, it, look, it, there's a journey element to it for sure. Yeah, I got that vibe as well. Uh, Call of Duty, the first campaign trailer for Call of Duty: Modern Warfare. Mm-hmm. I'll just say right now, I was really disappointed in it. Um, I agree with you with your live commentary. You said there's a much. It seems to be a much bigger human element mm-hmm. and some actual characters like, you may like care third about. Third-person cutscenes and stuff. Yeah, like it looked like the writing and the the facial animation was a step above what we've seen in yeah, Call of Duty before. So. Uh, going out on a limb there to say that, but I also feel like there's some camouflaging going on with that trailer. I mean, there was that one quick cut where you the could guy's see head got blown up. Well, that, there was also the scene where it looked like people were in, like, a gas chamber, and mm-hmm. he's like, you decide if they live or whatever. Just a little touch of what the press has been talking about about this game. Certainly not representative of what people have been writing about it for a couple months now, where the journalists are, like, just aghast over the things that they were forced to do. Like, you don't get that vibe from that trailer at all, really. No, it, it seems pretty bog-standard Call yeah. of Duty campaign just with higher production values at this point. Do you think that Activision has decided that maybe it's that's something not worth promoting in the game? I mean, it's not like they put out a trailer that had no Russian in it before. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It doesn't matter, really. Do you think it would have been helpful for the game's sales if they had shown maybe some of the more controversial stuff? Probably not. Like I, I feel like it's just you're just sort of tempting more argument. Um, and but that generates and in terms of, a lot of interest. It does, but like I don't know if it's in your favor. Also, you, if you're gonna do that, you probably want to do that closer to launch. Oh. Um, you know, I'd say like the second or third, second or third week of October, right before the game comes out, and after the argument over whether the Joker movie has uh, influenced people to be violent, I think wait for that to blow over, and then <laughs> then drop your violent Call of Duty trailer, and I think you, you're gold. Yeah, marketing gold. Um, they do say chemical weapons like a billion yes. times in that, that trailer. There is a shot in there of white phosphorus being dropped. So, so I so there was another beta, and I don't want to talk about Call of Duty again, but there was a, another beta this past weekend where they basically opened up everything in the yeah, multiplayer. We're on like four shows in a row. Yeah, I know. And I, got, I had white phosphorus. This fos- one's not our fault. The, re- <laughs> the reason I'm bringing it up is because I had white phosphorus as the kill streak mm-hmm. dropped on me. And all it did was like slowly draining my health and my vision was blurry, but it didn't kill me. I didn't die, which That's I found weird. not true. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, which I found interesting. Anyway, we don't want to talk about Call of Duty again. Um, and then the the show was kicked off with, I can't even read my Humanity. Writing, humanity, which looked bonkers. This is weird. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if anyone went to the website and got some more information uh, about it's it. It's like a fever dream rave nerf battle. 
Yeah. Something. I don't, it's I don't really know. bizarre, but it, it looked exciting and something new and different. Yeah, it's nice. It's a nice new visual thing. I, I also know. liked seeing developers use technology in different ways. I'm still questioning why it's rated Peggy 18. Yeah. Like, there must be some. I mean, it might just get, be because there's, like, violence to humans, but, like. What if the whole game is just, like, punishing hordes of humans maybe that's very it'd be a very different take on that uh the the hell after party question right i mean imagine i mean you could do some pretty crazy stuff to get to an m like if you could just have like those yeah. hordes of people just going into like a big grinder yeah well, like, i mean it was, you know similar to like kind of how you can use sims as a torture device yeah yeah that's true it's, it appears this might be a little more graphic though i don't but know that trailer sims, didn't sims look can graphic. get pretty graphic really you know, not there's with, no blood though right no but there's no blood but you like see people cry and slowly die in a closet and yeah. piss themselves. I mean, that, I mean, psychologically, it's pretty violent. Yeah, that's true. Um, so what did God, you think? I used to love removing the ladder from the pool. Like, that was, that <laughs> was the Waiting best. for them to drown? Yeah, that was the bad. You run out of energy and just slowly You're die. terrible, Matt. <laughs> Sometimes they, these people would move they into the house. It. Move into the house. There's no way to get rid of them. The only problem is that, like, like, then the fucking tombstone pops up somewhere you don't want it. You're right. like, just stuck with a tombstone in the backyard. Right next to the diving board. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good warning, but like <laughs> clashes with the decor. Uh, okay, so what did you think? I, I mean, my first impression is that that was really short, way shorter than I thought. It was like 20, 22 minutes. Was it that long? It was like that. Yeah. Didn't seem like it. it. It worked great within the context of doing this on Game Face, and I think everything went off pretty flawlessly. Great okay. job in there, Adam. By the way, uh, I hope that the audio. Yeah, mix I, looked, was I good. looked at the clock when it ended, and it was one twenty-two. Wow. So. Okay, so it was longer than I thought. Maybe it just flew by because it had a lot of interesting stuff. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't boring. No, no, even the indie stuff that they showed was was worth checking out. Yeah, it was. I mean, it doesn't didn't have a lot of stuff that I'm like super excited to play. Yeah, the PSVR but, stuff was kind of filler. I get why it's there, but I mean, I don't care about you know the the Katamari guys thing really. Um, humanity is an interesting thing, but interesting visual. But I don't I, I don't know if I'm gonna. I'm kind of over sort of the the low-fi toy game thing you know what i mean yeah like, it's just sort of like all right that's fun that's a fun thing to play with for like five minutes but now i'm out 15 bucks and I, right i don't really want it on my hard dollar drive per anymore, minute that's like, yeah. not a great ratio for no. video games that's for sure well it depends i mean dollar per hour i guess would be better yeah yeah, yeah. that's what you'd hope for anyway that's 60 times the value of yeah. of a dollar per minute so uh, I mean, I would give it a B. I think if it weren't for the if the Last of Us weren't in there, it would probably have gotten a C minus. I would probably go more like C plus. Um, but yeah, I'd go C minus without Last of Us too, for sure. Yeah, it's not the worst one. So I would say the order of best to worst was second, third, first for mm-hmm. the state of play so far. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But uh, the Last of Us, I mean, it was worth the time spent just to check that out to me. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much why everybody was here. Yep. I think. For sure. And it looks great. Yeah. So good stuff. So there you go. Sony State of Play for September 24th, 2019. It's time to move on to the bulk of the show. We're going to kick things off with an indie game, a quirky indie game. Yeah, now time to put my foot in my mouth after I just said that. <laughs> yeah, you just said that you don't like toys and Although, you don't like these quirky part indie of it, games. And part we're going to talk about that, Untitled Goose Game. Part of it might be that like I just played one of the best ones, so... Yeah. Oh, really? Do you feel that way? I've uh, not got a chance to play this. Show. I love it. I love it. It's, oh, okay. It's stupid, and it's 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 one joke, and it's like an hour long. It's really only an hour. It's about an hour long. I mean, the the main game is an hour long. After you finish it, 
because every area you go into, you get like a to-do list uh -huh. before you can move on to the next area. And uh, after you finish the game, you get a bunch of other to-do lists, so like harder things to do that require taking items from other areas and bringing them to the previous areas. And then there's a speed run list as well. What so is the objective of the game? To be an asshole. That's it. Like that's pretty. I mean, really, like it's it's a quiet little British or English community, and you are an asshole goose. Like that is <laughs> that is which might be a redundant statement, but like, <laughs> it is because geese are pretty much are. the worst. <laughs> and the whole point is you are going through this town. And um, you are uh, tormenting the people who live there, like to, to make progress through the town. So you 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 can see there you've got you can walk, you can run, you hold the trigger, and you you open your wings and you press the X button on the Xbox controller and you honk, and then you you can also hit B and grab things with your beak, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> so every time you go in go into the so there's your to do list. You get in the garden, get the and the, get the groundskeeper wet, steal the groundskeeper's keys, make the groundskeeper <laughs> wear a sun hat, which means stealing his hat and throwing it into the lake so he can't use his hat anymore. It's, a, it's, it's just like constant and like everyone who sees the, the as as you go through the game, you slowly like piece together that like. This is not the first time this goose has done this. Oh, really? And everyone hates the goose. Oh. And, like, people have, like, no goose signs. <laughs> and, like, they, they like as soon as they see you, they, like, put their hands on their hips and be like, mm. So yeah. he's notorious. Yes. Because the thing you're supposed to, uh, there's a thing at the end that you're supposed to steal. And, like, you have to steal this thing at the end and take it all the way back to your lair. And when you get there, you realize that there's, like, 15 other of those things. And so you've done this a lot. Like, this is... This That's funny. This goose is a terror. Wow. Like, um, so it is very funny. Uh, you get to relentlessly fuck with people as a goose. Um, there are only four areas, and really one of them... And it, it says, like, there's, like, this area and, like, a street area with a shop and um, uh, a, uh, uh, like, a pub... And then there's a final area, and then you don't really do much in there except get the last item, and then you have to run back through everything. So it's not there's not that much to do. You can finish it in like uh, probably an hour. I would say an hour, hour and a half. Because people, people are saying it's like two and a half hours, and complaining about that. Like, I mean, I finished it in about an hour, hour and fifteen. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you it depends how good you are at puzzles and maneuvering the goose, I guess. Um, there's a challenge in maneuvering the goose. Well, like you can't get killed, but like. Do people try to kill the goose? No, like, but they they will chase you out and they will make you drop the thing you're trying to move. Like, like in this one of the things you're supposed to do is like say, uh, grab the gardener's rake and drag it out to the to the um, lake, and or or like this what the what this goose is doing here is you're supposed to set up a picnic. So you have to steal a bunch of food and his thermos and his jam and a bunch of stuff and leave it on the blanket. But Who if are you setting up the picnic for? Nobody. Just, just, just <laughs> you just do it. Just to be an asshole. Uh, just to take the stuff and, and make like, it a pain in the butt. So, but like the, so if he sees you do that, he'll chase you. And if he sees the picnic blanket with all the stuff on it, he'll start taking the stuff and oh. putting it back where it belongs. So there is a stealth element to like not making sure that like at least distracting them like with with turning the water on there so he has to go turn that off while you drag his rake out. I mean it really is like a stealth game, isn't it? It is. It's a it's a stealth puzzle game. Yeah. Um but it's fun, especially if you've ever had to deal with a goose. <laughs> Which um cuz it's very true. Oh yeah, like, they're so mean. They are. And uh, they don't I mean they don't like think this this clearly. I mean, obviously, geese don't plan, but um, <laughs> <laughs> like they geese don't have to-do lists usually. But um, and from what I've heard, they cannot write. No, no. <laughs> Although you never see the goose write, you just see things get crossed out, which right. a goose might be able to do. 
Um, but it's a lot of fun. The goose has actually a lot of personality, considering the animation of the goose is awesome. Very well done. The way the body goes and the neck goes like a different uh, and like little things are you know like there's a there's a there's a little boy later who like is terrified of geese, so you just get to scare him and run chase him around <laughs> and like make him do, like and like you can like take like pull his. You can pull his shoelaces un- apart, and he'll trip and drop his glasses. You can take his glasses and hide them somewhere so he can't see. And like, and like if you wait until he's in the puddle, like on the air, you can tri- pull his shoelaces. He'll fall in the puddle and get all. I mean, you can just relentlessly fuck with people. Wow. It's so much fun, huh? Um, because it's just so true that that's what he's. So you see, he's trying to get away with the jam, and he didn't. So the, he got it back. So the gardener goes to put the j- the jam back. Um, how much is this game? Fourteen bucks. For an hour, I think it was. Four, I think it was. Four, I think it was fourteen ninety nine on. Maybe it's it's twenty, but on sale for fourteen. Got, oh my gosh! I got, twenty bucks for I an can't hour. Remember. I got or maybe it was fifteen and it's on sale for twelve. It's on sale for like a small discount on the Epic Store. That's where oh, I got okay. it. Um, it's not. On it's Sp- on all platforms. No, it's on Epic Store and Switch. That's it right now. Yeah, I mean it's coming to Steam eventually. There's a page, but there's no release date for it. Um, I would assume eventually this will be on everything. Like it's just one of those games that I'm sure everybody would want to put on their platform one way or the other. But right now it's just Switch and uh, interesting. Is it an Epic Game Store exclusive? Yes. So it's interesting that Epic is okay with it also being available on Switch. I don't know if they have any say over it. Yeah. Huh. It's, it, I would love to see one of those deals that the I mean, Epic Store. I mean, with. Borderlands Three is an Epic Store exclusive and is on everything else. So, yeah, that's true. I mean, it's just PC only, really. Huh. But there is a, a page for it on Steam, so it's clearly coming eventually. Now, here's here's the big question. And I'm guessing a lot of people will will ask this: is Is it just worth watching someone play it on YouTube instead of paying for it? I mean, it could be, but at the same time, I enjoy doing the things. So Did you? I I'm, I enjoy. I mean, I, I've spent fifteen bucks on worse movies. Oh, yeah. We all have, I mean, for sure. And, like, if you do the optional stuff at the end, it's easily as long as a movie. Yeah. So. And it's a fun toy. I can see going back to it later. It is to a toy. It yeah. This might be a fun game to play with other people Definitely. over. It'd be fun to, to have people play if they come over and say, dude, you got to try this goose game. I also think it... I What's also, it called? Untitled Goose that's Game. That's what it is, yeah. I also think, like, my wife might enjoy yeah. playing this with me. It's nonviolent. I mean, it, I, mean I, I guess you... You're basically just annoying people yeah. a lot, and uh, it is, it's very British in places. Like the humor is pretty fairly British, and there's a lot of like kind of slapstick stuff here and there. Who um, would have ever thought that a game with this premise would we be talking about it on Game Face? But it's really making a splash right now. I mean, yeah. it's uh, kind of the big thing of the week in games. Uh, it's also been a bit of a slow release week, other than Zelda this week, so that might yeah, have something to do with is, it. This is just the right kind of quirky, and it also it also plays really well. Yeah, like it sounds can... like it's been executed very well. The, yeah, the concept. So fourteen bucks ish, something like that, like fifteen for fifteen ish bucks. If it's twenty bucks, would you tell someone to buy this? I don't think I would have. If it was twenty bucks. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure it wasn't twenty bucks. That's so kind it's... of the breaking point there. Fourteen, even to me, is like this. To me, is like the I don't know, perfect nine ninety nine game. I paid fourteen dollars to see Man of Steel. Like, there's no, <laughs> there's, there's no rule here. Like, it's it's, it's I've I've done way worse things for an hour for fifteen bucks. I just think in the long run, as far as generating revenue from this game, I think they would make more money if it were ten dollars instead of fourteen. I don't think I agree with that because really? this game's selling like crazy. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Because it's. Fucking hilarious! Well, a lot Quirk, of people are quirky. talking about it. I don't know how sales are yet. I think I think it's doing just just fine. And if if it's not, they got two more platforms to put it on: Steam to go live, 
Yeah. And they already got a shit ton of money from Epic. Yeah, you're, so, yeah they're not worried about it. Yeah, it's, they're, they're good. This would have been a smart uh, get for Apple Arcade. Yeah, although I wouldn't want to play this like with a touchscreen or something. Really? I mean, you could just tap where you no, want them to go and no, better with too, a controller. You, you got you to manipulate stuff too much. Okay. I wouldn't want to do that. So there you go. Untitled Goose Game. They never gave oh, so it a real up. title. Yeah, you got to sneak up on people so you, the analog control is kind Oh, right. Of, yeah, you got to creep. Um, never gave this game. I think it, it became an endearing thing when yeah. they just co- the working title was Untitled Goose well, Game. Well, because what else could you call it that's better than that? You could just like give the Nothing. goose a name. And yeah, then... but then you lose kind of the the quirk of it. Like, it's like well, it's also Goose. nice because you don't have to explain to people what it is. Yeah, Untitled Goose Game is just that sort is of like... awesome. By the way, yeah, seeing the goose swim around with the radio is it's great. It's very important because the radio when the radio's on, it draws the gardener, and if you short it out in the water, it's quiet. Does it not kill the goose if it shorts out no. in the water? Goose is involved. Goose is oh, immoral. Right. Uh, well, they also have like the insulation from their down or whatever, so I guess it wouldn't. You can't kill evil <laughs> all right so there you go untitled the, goose game definitely a game that that proves that <laughs> they, they hate it when you honk at them <laughs> definitely a game that proves the uh, connection between birds and dinosaurs <laughs> okay this is what it would be like if a raptor was loose in like birmingham with a lot more blood i have a feeling <laughs> a little little raptor yeah yeah then we get the I mean, m goose rating could, Rip your fucking eyes yeah, out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they're scary, yeah. man. And they're aggressive they're and mean and big. Look, and they do strong. the wing thing. Like, yeah, like, yeah. They'll beat you with their wings. That's one of the. Because early on, I was sort of like, God, it's weird that like, people aren't aren't more afraid of this goose like coming right at them. It's like, no, this goose has done this like twelve times, and like, they're they over know, it. They know the goose isn't going to hurt them. It's just going to make the day worse. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like you're locking people in garages. Oh, you're, really? Like, you're like fucking with people's camera setups. You're stealing their glasses. Wow. You know I mean? They like get pretty creative with it. Then. Ruining their day at the There's restaurant. There's the outhouse. What are you doing there? Oh, no, that's that's just his gardening shit. Oh, I thought that was the outhouse. No, that's a sun hat. So what you what the, one of the things you're supposed to do is steal his hat, so he has to put the big sun hat on. Uh, that's one of your goals. Oh, all right. So there you go. Untitled Goose Game, uh, PC and Switch. $14-ish. Something like that, yeah. And Matt recommends it. I definitely do. There you go. All right, let's move on. We're going to kick it retro here for a little bit. The Sega Genesis Mini came out last week. It's been getting great reviews for the most part. Uh, I think the common kind of thread is it's not as good as some of the older micro consoles for the Genesis, but it's better than some of them. I don't know what micro consoles they're talking about for that because they've all been crap. Right. Until this. I mean, the M2 was still good, but it wasn't really the same thing. It was a, you know, it was a kind of a standalone box for it. But yeah. like, this is the first official thing branded as a Sega Genesis that I think has nailed the sound emulation because it's the same piece. It's M2. It's the M2 guys doing, doing the sound emulation. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm very well acquainted with, uh, the Genesis and the Genesis sound. So I, you know, I loaded up my standard, uh, the standard games that are on this that I know the sound by heart, which is Sonic One, uh, Streets of Rage Two, um, and uh, uh, Space Harrier, and it all sounds flawless to me. The sound um, chip in the Genesis is becoming this kind of way to produce electronic music. That's like mm-hmm. kind of a big thing right now. Yeah, it was well. It's interesting to me because like in the in the 16-bit era, it was sort of like the the argument between like whether Genesis music or Super Nintendo music was better was an argument. Uh, was a big thing. Yeah, I remember. And I always found. I mean, the orchestral stuff on the Super Nintendo 
there was no real equivalent on the Genesis. Like yeah. something like Actraiser, you just couldn't do it on the Genesis. It was something that was kind of unique to the Nintendo games. But Genesis had that funkier electronic sound. Yep. And like that's why people are using it to yeah, make Yuzo Koshiro worked miracles uh, with with the Shinobi music and the Streets of Rage music. Yep. The Streets of Rage music slaps to this day. Like playing play, playing that some of that stuff now, even even just playing it to test it out. Here's something like, my like, God, this music's good. Like he he made amazing stuff in there. A lot of it comes down to the songwriting mm-hmm. because a good song you can play it on a keyboard, you can strum it on a guitar, you can play it on a piano yeah. and it's pull, still going to sound good. Pull up the pull up if you get a chance. Pull up this the Revenge of Shinobi track Chinatown on like YouTube or something and just listen to how many layers are in that yeah. thing. Like it's That was crazy. kind of an advantage that the Genesis had. Yeah. And like it the, it had what 24 channels? I want to say it did. The, the 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 Super Nintendo had I think fewer sound channels. Had a couple fewer sound channels, but it didn't make. But it that had. Many I think it had more things. instruments that it could natively yeah. use, though. But the thing was, that, like all the instruments sort of said the same sound to them. Yeah. Like you could you can always tell which system the music is from. And, oh and, yeah. And Genesis had more Easily. of a wah, kind of a kind of a flang. Kind yeah, of like a it, flange. Yeah. Which uh, I always just felt like was used more creatively for the most part than what happened on It Super has Nintendo. a distinctive sound and that's why people are gravitating yeah. towards And that sound is more pop is popular now in a way that Super cuz Super Nintendo's oh. stuff sounded good, but it has like this sort of it feels like it's being played through a cloth. No. In a way, you know, it's okay. kind of, it's kind of got like kind of got a muted Sound it doesn't have the punch, the the crackling no, right. that like yeah. the Genesis stuff does. It's crisper. So if you're Genesis. if you're dealing if you're dealing with like if you're making like chiptune stuff today, I think you're either going like with a full on eight bit sort of like NES look sound, or you're going with Genesis stuff because Genesis is where the hell was that? Where that, that's the one real disappointment is that Revenge of Shinobi is not in the U.S. collection. Yeah, this trailer's for the Japanese yeah. release. It's a good it's a good lineup, but like there's it's it's certainly short of like what I would consider a definitive Genesis collection. What uh, are other than that game? What else do you? It is should have that. Egregious? It should have this. It should have Target Earth. Um, it should have Sonic Three and Sonic and Knuckles. Even though I hate those games. Um, the fact that they're not in there. Maybe is that's weird. why they're not in there. <laughs> no, I mean, they're very, Sonic Three is very popular. Sonic Three is is considered by a oh, lot yeah, it's of huge, yeah. a lot of fans to be the best Sonic game, even though they're wrong. It should still be there. Yeah. Um, I would love if uh, Elest was there, but that's that's real obscure. Are I mean, there any shmups in the U.S. version? Uh, yeah, Darius is in there. Okay. Um, I mean, Space Hero, if you want to count that. And I right. think there's a Thunder Force in there. Um. I also, it's only Street, Streets of Rage 2 is in there, and I would put 1 and 3 in, no question. I mean, the, the collection you can get, the Se- so- Sonic Sega Genesis collection that's on, I think, PlayStation 4 and Steam, is a much more complete collection. I mean, it has all three Fantasy Stars as opposed to just Fantasy Star 4. Uh, so which would you recommend somebody buy? This I mean, if, or if, the micro console? Or this or the collection? I mean, I would, if you want, like, just straight-up Genesis awesome uh, and you're not like a micro console collector. You don't want to play with like, I mean, not even that because I, I I have heard that there's a there's a uh, an input problem with this system where like if you're using the the standard three button controllers that come with the system at least in the U S version. I think the Japanese one doesn't have it. I don't remember. I I can't remember who was. I think Heather Alexander was testing it out. Uh, but like, um. Maybe it was Holly Green. Okay, somebody on Twitter I was reading was testing it out, and I didn't get to test it out because I just plug my 
a six button eight bit dough controller directly in because right. it was the only thing I had that had a long enough USB cord to reach from my my entertainment center <laughs> to, to my couch, couch. <laughs> uh, and that works flawlessly. I know, oh, but, but okay. apparently there's like some double uh, some double input problems with the standard controllers that come with it. At least Probably because they're cheap. They are. I think they are. But I didn't even take them out of the box because I didn't need. You I already need had them. the six yeah. button controller. Um, so apparently there's a problem with that. Gunstar Heroes is great. That's still that's still a great game. Um, but like I would, yeah, I, I I feel like there's some really interesting obscure things in here. Um, and if you're interested in that stuff, go for it. But if you're just looking for a definitive sort of like mainline Genesis collection that gets all the major hits in there, I think the Sonic Sega Genesis collection that's already available does a better job. Does it have more games than? I think it may have more games. Uh, or at least it has an equal number of games. Also, if you get it on Steam, Steam Workshop has tons of ROMs. Like, Sega doesn't care. Like you, Really? You can just go in on Steam Workshop, and they have other, all these other games. If it's not in the collection, it's probably on Steam Workshop. Wow. And you just put it in, it, it becomes like an alternate mode for various games. Like, you pull, a, you, you, like you, the way you, the menu on that game is you go to, like, a shelf, and you pull out the games off the shelf, and you can, like, hit options on the game, and in the options, you'll see the ROMs for each, like, various game, and you can get just about anything you can think of in there. Uh, the one real missing game uh, from all of those collections is Crusader of Senti, which is the greatest uh, Zelda ripoff of all time. It must be a, some kind of a licensing problem. I think Sega owns Crusader of Senti. I think they just don't care. Oh. It's a real obscure game. Like, like if you ask someone what's your favorite Genesis game, maybe one in... 25,000 will say Crusader of Senti. It's right. not it's not a seller. It's like you want to put you want to put Beyond Oasis in there basically. Now could you get that Japan wrong? got Fantasy Star. Oh, was that Fantasy? No, that was Langrisser. Yeah. Okay, never mind. That's a cool game. Could too. you get the ROM for that though at on Steam? Yes. No problem. Wow. I think so. I can't remember. It's been a while since I played that, but yeah, that's And even if you don't have have it on Steam, like the 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 collection even without the ROMs, the collection on PS4 is very well done too. I mean, I got no problem with any of that stuff. But you got, you know, Wily Wars is, you know, I don't think that's ever been released in a collection before here. There's uh, what forty total games 40 in the US games. version. Yeah, forty games in each each area. There's Beyond Oasis with the Japanese title. Beyond Oasis is great. Like that's a that that game still holds up. Um, just what percentage of the games would you argue still hold up? I can't really. Half make that. I mean, maybe like I don't know. There's a bunch of stuff that I have a lot of like fondness for from right. back in the day that I wouldn't that I could barely play for five minutes. You know, it's just like yeah. I think, you know, even I mean, you know, Comic Zone. I loved back in the day because I was an idiot, and now I play it. I'm just like, <laughs> this is crap. Like the fact that you lose health for punching things is stupid. Yeah, like, it's, it's. I mean, we not were fun. young though. I mean. It was, it was sort Kids of a, love Fortnite, Matt. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's sort of an assumption. The inclusion of Tetris is bizarre. Like I don't, I don't know why you waste a slot on yeah, Tetris. Yeah, why would you? It's not that. like I don't have a lot. You can of get Tetris it anywhere. I can get it on my phone for I guess, free. I guess you want to hear that Tetris music through the Genesis sound chip. There you <laughs> go. I guess that's a good point, actually. How much is the Sega Genesis Mini? I want to say it's sixty-nine. Ooh. It's 69, 70, I mean, 70, that's 80. about the price for most micro consoles. I got it. I pre-ordered it through Amazon months and months ago. I don't remember how much it got, but I think it was 70 to 80 in there somewhere. I just kind of wondered if after the debacle that was the PlayStation Classic, if maybe future micro consoles would come in a little cheaper than what they had been costing. Not really. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it is a nice. I mean, I think you're 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 locked into a certain price just because of the engineering, the tooling, and the production of these things. I mean, it is a, an adorable little gem. It's very cute. Yeah. Um, 
How we, cool would it be if they released a little mini like Sega CD? There was. They did do one. Oh, they, they did. They released in very limited quantities, I think, to press and like influencers. But really? it's not being mass produced. Does it work? Uh, I don't think it works, but it does add Sega Sits CD on games there. to it. Um, I would totally get that. Yeah. There's some great Sega CD games that are mostly forgotten now. That'll be worth a lot of money on eBay, is my Absolutely. guess. Absolutely. One thing I would say we're never going to see is a 32X. Yeah. Because <laughs> no one can. I mean, there's, there's probably, no point, really. There's probably some people who like to play Knuckles Chaotix, but like, you yeah. know what? You could probably just stick that in the existing the rest, system and call it a It's not even worth no. pursuing. No. Um, so how do you feel about your purchase? I feel pretty good, but it's more like it's nice to have the little Genesis... And you can turn it on and play it. And it's hooked up to my little, you know, it's hooked up to my HDMI switcher, so it doesn't take up any extra, you know, holes or, or holes, any slots <laughs> in my system or whatever. And it's, yeah. you know, it sounds good. The interface is fine, but like, you know, there's like five other ways to play these games. Some of them for free. Yeah, I mean for, all of them for yeah, free. Yeah, um, and the Genesis collection is like a really co- comprehensive thing, and the Steam Workshop makes it a giant piracy bonanza anyway, which Steam and Sega apparently don't care about. Yeah. Because um, like when you think about it, it's like, are you still gonna make money off Super Thunderblade? No, you're this, not. You know, so yeah. why not? Well, just let them go nuts, I guess. Because maybe you'll sell more. Of oh, and the other the other thing you can that has Steam Workshop has is a lot of people have um, it's they call it uh, chill mode. Which basically just makes you invincible. Uh-oh. Like like you can activate a thing that basically makes you invincible, gives you infinite lives. For every game, almost every game has a, has a mod for that. And like it's or like um, like the Fantasy Star and the Shining Force games just have things that make you every, all your characters invincible, um, or give you infinite money or like whatever. So you can cheese your you, way. You can through cheese everything. your way through, just sort of like roll through. Because like look. Not everybody has time to play Fantasy Star two. Yeah. Today, because I mean, it's what like sixty hours. At least, oh, at least that. Probably more than that. And also, yeah. like, Fantasy Star 2, if you don't know, um, you have to map the dungeons You're on yourself. graph paper. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, like, if you don't map those dungeons, you are getting lost, yeah. I promise you. Or, I mean, I'm sure there's, like, maps online online you can find, but you, you're going to need to, like, mark your progress through them because those things are giant labyrinths of hell. Yeah, and, and they uh, all look the same, pretty much. Yeah, and so, like, it's you're just walking on the same tube texture for, like, hours. Yeah. And, uh... And because the the random battle frequency is so much, like you can die just from like attrition, basically over the course of like taking too long to complete a dungeon. So um, I totally support the use of cheats to get through <laughs> these. You know, we're not children anymore. We don't have hours and hours of free time anymore. Yep. Um, go ahead and do whatever you need to do to see these things again. Uh, I think that's fine. But uh, it's a fun little thing. I mean, if you Should if people you, buy it. If you're a giant Genesis fan and you like the micro console thing, sure. Do you think you would if, only recommend but as, people but, to buy it if they're not going to open it? I know that sounds weird. Maybe, but it's a just like bit, a collecting. I, I thing. don't know. I, I I think you're losing a lot of the appeal if you don't get to take it out and and see the little thing. Like yeah, it's, it's, that's the cool part. To I me. mean, a lot of people that are going to buy it never had a Genesis. Yeah, I mean, but for me, it's like it's there. It's, I got it because I'm a big Genesis Sega nerd, and like you know. Otherwise, like that Sonic's collection, I have that Sonic collection on three separate platforms. You yeah. know, I have it on 360, I have it on PS4, and I have it on Steam. And like, I don't need this at all. Like, like any, I, there's almost anything on this that I haven't played regularly or don't have access to on another platform. It's because I don't care enough about it to do that. Because yeah. I also have a lot of the original cartridges. Yeah. Um, but I got it because it's like I like to support the micro console thing. I think it's cool. Um, certainly, it's not as useful as say the Super Nintendo because the Super Nintendo was a you know that was from a that's a system that that whose owner has been much more uh, slow to release you know a decent back catalog of all you know certainly the only place you're going to get a couple of those games legitimately. 
um, especially now that the virtual console is shut down. We're going to have to wait around for them to update that Super Nintendo yeah. online thing on the Switch, which apparently is not going to be monthly anymore. And yeah. you're just going to take what you can get because that's how Nintendo rolls. We're going to throw you some scraps every once in a while, and you're going to be thankful for it. I think we're used to that at this point. Pretty much. But, I mean, it's also like, you know, I'm looking forward to the Turbo Graphics thing coming out next next year. It'll be fun to have, like, the, the NES Classic and the Super Nintendo Classic and the, and the, and the Genesis and the Turbo Graphics all lined up next to each other on the console, on the yeah. entertainment console. Like, that's a cool little thing. Is it a, is it a must buy as a necessary purchase? Not unless you're a hardcore Sega fan, but like if you are a hardcore Sega fan, it's 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 good. It's gonna live up to like what you expect the emulation to be, and it all sounds great, and it, and the interface is fine, and um and it's still fun, and it has you know it has all this the suspense suspend save stuff and all the things you need for each game, and it's fine. I will say, having played the Super Nintendo stuff on Switch, uh. I got real comfortable with that rewind feature yeah. real fast. Oh, yeah. You get um, used to so, it real quick. <laughs> so that would be maybe a thing I wouldn't mind having on the Genesis Collect, but it's, yeah. you know, it's obviously not a, not a necessary thing. Okay, let's rank the micro consoles. I'll start. I'm going to go top to bottom first. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go... So we're going to what, Super Nintendo... The three. There's three of them, right? There's four. What's the fourth? PlayStation Classic. Oh, <laughs> What do you mean that was going to be my first pick, Matt? I, I, I forgot it existed. <laughs> I don't blame you. So for me, SNES Classic, Genesis, NES, PlayStation. Same. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We just need to I mean, see only, be, only because I'm so tired of NES games. Yeah. You know, like, NES, the NES Classic is a great collection of games yeah, yeah. that I've played to absolute death. I mean, if you look at sales, that's the winner oh, yeah. by a country mile. I mean, that's your nostalgia boom right yeah. there. But, like, yeah, in terms of things I would want to sit down and play, definitely that same order. Yep. And, in so, fact, really, I'd only want to play three of them, and the PlayStation yeah, Classic yeah. can kind of... Kind of. I mean, the PlayStation Classic now is like $15. I, I have it. I got it for, I think, 15 <laughs> bucks on Amazon a couple months ago. And I forgot, again, I forgot, and it showed up like four days later. I'm like, what the hell is it? Oh, oh. right. I ordered that. Okay. <laughs> you go in the closet. That one will never be opened, absolutely. <laughs> that one is waiting to be a collector's item a couple generations from now. Yeah. Not games console generations, human generations. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, we're going to talk next about a game that you, the Sifters, inspired Matt to play. Uh, we in, a, in our chat, we hear a lot of people talking about how awesome Final Fantasy XIV is. We've got a lot of questions about it at the end of the show over the last few episodes. Everyone basically imploring us to play it. That was never going to happen for me, mm-hmm. but it did happen for you. Well, I tried to play. I, I got it for a... Uh... It was on sale, big on sale back in February, and I got it then, but I never really tried it. And then you did. And then, so and so forty the, hours later, so is the, that right? Well, yeah. So the job I was gonna do <laughs> fell through because they decided to go in a different direction, and they didn't need me to write the script anymore. So I'm like, well, I got a lot of free time, which I do. I guess I, I guess I'll just dive into Final Fantasy fourteen and you know, see if I can get to this Shadowbringers thing. So initially, I was going to do the thing where you buy. Um, the thi- where you buy the skip, the, ahead. the skip to jump ahead to the expansions. But what happened was, so you have to manage your account through this thing called Mog Station, which is a subheading of Play Online, which is apparently still a thing, uh, that only seems to handle Final Fantasy XI and Final Fantasy XIV. Um, but here's the thing. Yeah, I'm surprised that still exists, or they haven't renamed but it. Here's the thing: the, the interface um, and the way you inter- you work with it, the kind of the, the UI is pretty much still stuck in about 2002. Oh, really? Um, the website is a 
garbage. And I'm so, not surprised by that at so all. So here's the here's how this works. If you want, if you buy it through Steam, which I did, I bought I bought the thing through Steam as a bundle thing. Uh huh. And if you if you want to subscribe to that, you have to go log in your Play Online account. You have to go to the Mog Station section, which is the Final Fantasy XIV section, and you're gonna have what's called a service account under that account. The service account that's there by default is a free trial of Final Fantasy XIV, which is not the Steam version you bought. Oh. You have to, and if you try to put your your codes in, your CD keys from Steam on that, it'll say this isn't what it's not real. It's not it's not a thing. You have to create another service account and add in your codes through that, and that becomes your link to Steam subscription service. Oh. And so here's what happened. Uh, I went to so once that's set up, I'm like, okay, so I'm gonna go buy the skip to to get my character up to where they need to the, where they need to be to do the the thing. So I went and I bought. I go into the optional items and you find it in there and you buy the thing. Bought the skip, go through the thing, get it. It's not there. Why am I not getting it? Why am I not getting it? Because when you go to buy an item, this tiny little drop down menu is up in the corner and it defaults to the the first service account, the free account thing. Oh jeez. You have to and if you don't know about that, you I accidentally bought it for that free account. That didn't oh, have the no. expansions attached to it, and I and I emailed their service thing, and I'm like, "What the hell?" Like, I, I, and they're like, "Oh, we can't refund, can't transfer anything, can't do that." I'm just like, "Really? Like, fuck you." Okay, well, I'm calling my credit card company, and yes, I'm charging it, it yes. back. <laughs> so um, hopefully, I don't get banned for that. You might, I might, but it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Um, but like, they wouldn't help. They wouldn't That's do anything. That's ridiculous. And I'm like, I'm like, well, maybe you could because change of your crappy it, interface. Yeah, the interface is garbage because it's not that like, it's not even that you have to pick the service account. It just defaults to the original, the service account that oh. like, I already had, and not the one I'm using normally. Like, if you're gonna it could do that, at least like give you need me the option. It needs to. Well, the drop-down menu needs to be blank, and then right. so if you try to hit continue, like no, you have to pick a service account before and remind yeah. you that you need to do that. It's basic. It's, it's a simple way to fix it. Basic. <laughs> I have never had that problem with an. I've subscribed to dozens of MMOs. I have never bought the wrong item for the wrong account under the same account. I, only Square. No, it's insane. Only yeah. Square could make this this fucking hard. <laughs> it's so stupid. So I was so angry about that that I said, you know what, fuck your skip thing. I'm not giving you another 18 bucks or whatever. Yeah. I'm just going to play the fucking game. <laughs> so now I'm 40 so hours. you tortured in. yourself. So now, I didn't because it's not a bad game. So I'm 40 hours in. I'm about two-thirds of the way through the norm, the vanilla basic story. It's fine. It's very standard Final Fantasy. It's sort of like, oh, you're accidentally chosen, and the crystals chose you. You got to collect all the crystals before the Titan—not the Titans, the Primals, which are the summons. The summons are kind of the big bosses that are being summoned as like kind of—they're like ancient gods that like. It's a little weirdly colonialist, actually, yeah. where they're like, like there's like primitive beast tribes that are summoning the old gods uh -huh. to ruin your cities, and I'm just like, okay, yeah. But basically, you're, you you end up joining like this organization of like world police called the Seven Scions of something or other, and it's fine. It's a, it's like standard standard Final Fantasy. And here's the thing: it's so standard that's almost the charm of it to me. Huh. Where like because it's like the older it's, games. Yeah, it's, well, I mean, it's <laughs> and the new ones aren't. It's Ivalice, which I already think I already like Ivalice yeah. is my favorite Final Fantasy setting. Uh, which is from Tactics and uh, and Twelve, yep. and so so it's nice. It's like the it's just it's fantasy stuff. There's some like you know there's some magitech. There's some steampunk, but like 
no one's flying around in weird ring UFOs. No one's calling <laughs> fossil and lossil and all this shit. I don't know what the words mean. Yeah. No one's trying to convince me that like this like giant industrial factory is part of your 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 fantasy world. Like it's just crystals and monsters and swords and and magic and wings and it's great. And it's like it's kind of nice to just play a fantasy game in a Final Fantasy series. It's, it's, like, it's like, oh, right, this is what it used to be. And, like, there's, you know, there's, like, the basics. Like, the bad guys all look like Organization 13 from from uh, um, Kingdom Hearts. There's, um, there's like, a weird thing where, like... Um, but you haven't played the part of the game that everyone's... Shadowbringers? No, yeah. Shadowbringers is a long way off. Because that's what people were saying you needed to play because it would change well, your I'll mind. Well, I'll get on. to it. I'll get to it. So, are you gonna keep playing? Yeah, so I mean, I'm enjoying it. I'm okay. not. I'm, I mean, it's, it's not my game of the year or anything because it's just pretty bog standard. But, but it's like it's nicely, it's pleasant. Are like, there a lot of people playing the stuff that you're playing? Tons. Okay. I see. I see people all the time. There's always a queue to get online. On, I mean, it's usually like a queue of like 20 to 50 people. It takes like a minute or so of waiting. But trust me, that wasn't there before. Yeah. Um. I mean, when you, when I started it up back in February when Shadowbringers was first coming out. It was like twenty minutes of waiting to get on. I mean, they're doing wow. very well. Apparently, people have all come back to this thing. But I'm not. I'm, I, I'm not like disliking it. There is a thing where like the headquarters of the that Seven Scions place. You have to continually go back to get a mission from this woman, whose name I don't remember. And there's no fast travel point there. You have to either you either go to the the castle city. There's three main cities. There's a desert city, a castle city, and a jungle city. I don't remember the names of any of them because the names are probably right. so. Obtuse. But I do remember the name of the stupid place I have to go to meet this woman over and over again, uh, <laughs> called Vesper Bay. <laughs> and the only way to get there is either go to the castle city and take a ferry over there, which is faster if you have fast load times, or you can travel to the the desert city or to Horizon, which is the closest fast travel point to that, and then you take a chocobo over to there, which is like a two minute ride or something, and then you have to go. Most of the buildings in the game are are part of the world. Like you just go up to it, the door opens, you walk in, talk to people, there. There, you go out. Yeah. Sometimes you get you get a place, especially if it's story related. You have to go up to the click the click the door, and it'll give you a yes no entrance thing. So the place you have to talk to this this woman who's the leader of this thing, it's in this place with no fast travel point. You have to travel at least a minute and a half to get to, no matter what you wherever you are. You have to go down into a pub downstairs. Click on the thing, enter the pub, go through the pub, click on another door, enter her office. Oh, and I'm like, why can I not? And the thing is, <laughs> and the thing is, oh, like, I'm never playing this. She gives you, <laughs> when you join the organization, she gives you a link pearl, which is like a magic radio. She can talk, and she con you're constantly going out completing missions, which are endlessly like, we need to help these people and do this thing. You get there and be like, we don't know if you're up to the challenge, so we're gonna give you all these tests and like, you know, you have to do like seven quests that are like tests to see if you're good enough to do that. No, and then thank you. And then there's certain points where like the other characters you're with that are part of the same organization are like, this is stupid. We're gonna go do a real thing. You stay here and do all their bullshit. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, uh, like literally, one time Lingam literally said, we have not have time for this busy work. New new kid, you do the busy work. We're gonna go do the real <laughs> shit. I'm like, all right, sure. So I just went around hunting turtles for like an hour. Uh, that's like, MMOs it to is. me. It's also Final Fantasy. I mean, yeah. it's just like the, the constant distraction. But it's like, and at the end of these things, your little kind of groups, and like you always end like an instance thing or like a dungeon you have to do with other people, which is those, those are basic but fun. Like it's fun to see other people and hang and and do some co-op stuff. But like 
at the end of it, and it turns, she will call you on the stupid link, Pearl, and be like, all right, great job, da, da, da. We got another thing we got to do, but it's best if I tell you in person. I'm like, no, just tell me on the fucking phone. I don't want to go all the way back to your stupid pub. So, yeah, it's great. That's great. It's great. So one of you um, actually brought up a good point. Uh, Congrim1 uh, is, is mentioning that this was originally a PS3 game. Yes. And so maybe there's some hangover from some that. I mean, they did completely remake it from the ground up. I mean, a matter of fact, the premise of the main story is building on the fact that the old version of Final Fantasy XIV was destroyed. Oh. Like, like the, the, his, the, the old version of the game being destroyed and the world being rebuilt like like six like five years ago is actually like a... In the plot. A, it's actually part of the plot. Uh, okay. That's why it's called A Realm Reborn. Ah. And like, and like yeah. one, of the, one of the tricks is like almost nobody in the world remembers the old world, but they like the warriors of light, which are always part of the mythos of Final Fantasy, they're the players from the previous game uh, who won the final battle and won yeah. and, and saved the world, and the world right. remade itself and stuff. So yeah, it's um, it's uh, it, it's pretty clever. Like, how much is this per month? Uh, depends. Like what, how much? How many months you subscribe to at one time? Um, if you go month there, to month, month to month, I think it's like twelve bucks a month or fifteen Typical. bucks a month. It's, it's normal. Although I will say, when I hit level thirty, they gave me fifteen free days. Oh, so every, every you get rewarded. You for get rewarded for leveling with up. free time. Yeah, that's kind of cool. So I mean, I I just bought like three months because I figured that's how long it's going to take me. And, or you'll uh, burn out in that amount of maybe. time. But I mean, I don't mind it. Uh, again, it's a great game to play with other things on. Like I'm listening to the podcast. I'm listening. You know, listening to science lectures. I'm just. Burning. I mean, I'm speed reading. Through. I mean, I get the gist of stuff. I don't. I don't listen to all the dialogue. I don't read everything. I'm just like, okay, uh, gotta stop the thing. This is. Uh, I don't think you can do it. I'm gonna have to make test you. I know. I get it. I get it. I go to the marker. Da, da, da. I mean, I'm. I am assuming that the expansions are more engaging. Uh, certainly, Shadowbringers must be. But I'm. Uh, I, mean, I have a little, little list that kind of tells me where all the all the quests and how close I am to things and what you get to various things. And I'm about two thirds of the way through the main story. And then I got uh, Heaven's Word and uh, Shadowbringers, Stormblood. Oh right, there's th- there's three now. The third one, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, in the end, it'll be if it's if I really do like it, it'll be good to have a character ready to go for the next one. I assume they're going to do another one. Oh, if they, they got, will. If they got praise so if hard for this. Yeah, I mean, if it's that successful, there's that many people still playing. So I mean, I don't mind. And again, I really like the world. Like as much as I am annoyed by having to go back to that stupid desert place to talk to that woman and the and the rest of the group, I can't remember her name. Her name is Milia. Mil- Mil- I don't know. I don't remember anybody's name in this game. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm just burning through it. I'll get I'll get there eventually. Um, here's but- here's the question. Maybe a lot of people are asking this or Vanilla Wow. Oh, this. Okay. No, vanilla Wow just annoys the living shit out of me. Like, <laughs> van- People the- are loving it though. It's like huge. I don't know. I've seen a lot of complaints about it. Here's the thing: like, fun of it was like, was like it was good then, but like so much quality of life has happened yeah. since then that like I thought I- they were going to incorporate some of that stuff into a little bit, but I mean it basically ended a certain you know I think it's Burning Crusade era. Well, thing. then it's not Vanilla Wow if you well you don't want Vanilla Vanilla Wow. Right. But it's yeah. like, anything's Vanilla Wow compared to post Wrath of the Lich King. Really. Yeah. Um, I mean it's nice to have that to go back to if I want, but this is a more engaging thing. So so if you can sort out the uh, the account issues, you recommend this. For people who like MMOs, I mean, it's not like a transcendent one though, where like someone like me would. I would play recommend it. it for someone who likes Final Fantasy and misses when they were about fantasy. Okay, right on. Like that, I, I think I, I think this is one of this is one of the few worlds in video games that I feel like I play this. And I'm like, I wouldn't mind living here. Now the like, game is free. The base game's free. 
uh, at this point. Or no. I think I think you still have to subscribe, I think. Yeah. Right. But you don't have to pay like fifty bucks to get the game and then start paying twelve bucks a month. I don't think so, no. But I think if you do the free trial, I think you have to go through that first service account and then you have to buy the expansions through the play online okay. website and not Steam. Pro tip. I don't yeah. think that I don't think it works that way. Because okay. they wouldn't take the Steam codes on the free account service account. So if you want to buy it through Steam, you have to create a separate service account. And then I think you only get the basic sort of like free trial up to a certain point, um, which I'm pretty sure I've I only just passed. So like I think the trials to like level thirty or something, and I think I and I'm about to hit forty. Um, I'm still way I'm only doing the main story quest by the way, leaving everything else except my class quest alone and I'm way over leveled for everything. I mean they, they, you get a 100% XP bonus uh leveling up to uh 60 or 70. Um and it, yeah, so they, they know. <laughs> they know they know where you're trying to go. Um it's just a matter of like learning to manage the fast travel and realizing early on it's like, "Oh, I can just transfer crystal to crystal to cuz early on you're like, "Oh, like fast traveling that crystal costs like 300 gil." Like that's all I, now I'm just like I have 100,000 gil without even trying. I'm just like, you know, gone. You go. Just do it. Get, you know, I don't don't waste my time. I'm just teleporting everywhere. <laughs> but they constantly do the thing where they're always like, "All right, now you just you just finished this weird menial task and now you have to go to the other side of the world." And you're like, "Okay." Click zoom you know luckily everything loads pretty fast or like, in my case uninstall i cannot even imagine trying <laughs> to play this on console it's uh it's rough i mean mmos are tough on console that's just a known thing yeah i mean but I'm, i am playing it on pc with a controller suck it oh interesting <laughs> so, but you still have the keyboard there i use the, i use the mouse for like various you know inventory stuff and things like that but like mostly i'm gonna run around the controller because you don't need, you know, it's built for that. You just hold the right trigger and do your moves, right left trigger, do the other moves. Like, it's, it's fine. It's modifiers. It's, it's not the most complex combat in the history of MMOs. I so. mean, that's, again, MMOs in a nutshell. Another reason why I'm not a big fan. So, I'm, I'm you know, continue. I mean, I'm not going to have as much free time all the time as I did this week because I, you know, basically had my work canceled. But, yeah. like, I'll, I'll go back to it, you know, periodically. I'm trying to, like, kind of do a little, you know, Every day I'm trying to like do one, get to one dungeon because every every once in a while you get through a you know big chunk of quest and then you'll get to a dungeon that you have to play with other people and go through the dungeon mm-hmm. finder thing, the duty finder. That's probably the funnest part of the game, I'm guessing. Um, sort of. I mean, I, I enjoy just being in the world, uh, running around. That's like that. great. But like, um, the uh, like doing so I try to get through like that's kind of like what I use as sort of my barriers because like I'll I'll play through the whole thing and usually it's like late at night. And it's hard to find people to play late at night, so I'll stop at the dungeon. And so the dungeon will be the first thing I do the next day because there's, there's tons other of people, people online in the yeah. evening. Um, and that's kind of like some natural mark. But I'm running to the point where that's the, the dungeons are trying to happen more and more. So I'm going to have to start just powering through. Yep. So but it's fine. I mean, it's it's, it's fine. Like I, You're I, having fun. I'm, I'm having fun. As, as long, certainly as long as I have other things to entertain me while I'm just moving, like, transiting. Um, but if, you know, if this is... If this is as fine as it is right now, and the expansions just get better and better, like I can see it getting pretty good. So we'll see. Okay. I mean, I don't know if I'll get I'll get this thing done in time for the game of the year in December, but like I'm gonna try. You got a few months. We'll yeah. see. But I'm glad that someone's. But it's a busy months. So. It is. Yeah, absolutely. All right, it's time to move on. We're gonna circle back around to Borderlands Three. We talked about it last week. Uh, Matt and I were. This is still... another reason I had free time was because I stopped playing this game. Yeah. So Sheesh. Matt and I last week, I think I was farther than you last week, mm-hmm. um, and we 
I had not got to like the end game part of it, and I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna go continue playing because I'll, I will say this about this game: I've I had already played it last week. I think more than I had played any other Borderlands game. I had usually quit by that point, mm-hmm. but. I went back after we recorded the show, and I played it pretty hard for another two days. And I got to a point where, and I hate to admit this, but I'm, I'm going to. The game just got too hard. I got to the point where you would get to, you'd make it through a level, no problem. Maybe, probably not even dying the whole way through the level. And then you get to that end of level skirmish where they mm-hmm. just throw dudes at you, like huge tanks. And I just, it got to the point where I was having to play them several times to beat them and usually when i did beat them it usually just ended up being like a matter of luck of whether i beat it or i didn't beat it and i just got frustrated with it and i just quit i quit playing the game so oh for three on borderlands for me Hmm. as far as getting through the entire game yeah i i I kept hitting bosses basically where like i didn't have the right guns to beat them that's another problem they're basically immune to my guns yep and, like, the third time I hit that, I was like, you know what? Like, I could do this because I'd done it. It just takes forever. That's what I'm saying. Like, and you have to kind of get lucky and just hope and that, it, like, you don't get trapped in a corner at yeah. some point. Just, like, or, running around and, like, I, mean, like, I can wait around. Just wait for my super to re, re Or hope re- you, you don't get in that situation we talked about last week where you're downed and the only thing left is the, is boss. the boss. There's yeah. no minions. And it just hit a point where I'm like, you know what? Why am I playing this anymore? That's exactly so, the point that I, I reached. I, just, I, just, I don't think I got as far as you did, but it was just a point where I was just like, I'm done. Yeah, I just wasn't having fun playing it anymore. No. I mean, I would, I will say, I did have moderate fun at first. Like, yeah, I didn't hate it, but it's just like I had better things to do. Frankly, yeah, I mean, I had other games to move on to, but that's the case every week. And if a game's really good, I'll still stick with it, and I'll just sacrifice sleep to play that other game if I need to. Mm-hmm. But this game was not worth sacrificing sleep to me. I saw a lot of people making comments about how, or I saw maybe an editorial. Yeah, it was an editorial where someone wrote that they played this game with the sound turned down. Hmm. And I have been doing the same thing. Like you were saying earlier about playing Final Fantasy Mm -hmm. XIV while you listen to podcasts. That is exactly what I was doing with this game. I was doing that with this too. It just got so inane, and I didn't care about any of the characters, and the plot just seemed pointless and dumb. And I was just like, I don't care anymore. Like, I'll read the subtitles, and that's good enough for me. I had heard enough of the voice acting and everything mm-hmm. at that point. Like, yeah, again, it's just, it for whatever reason, this franchise just eludes me uh, as far as understanding how someone would want to continue playing it other than based on the idea that, oh, crap, I spent $60 for this, and I'm going to get my money out of it before I stop. And, look, I, I've been in that position in my life where I'm like, oh, I made a mistake and I bought this game, but I'm going to play it, damn it. Like, I, I, I can't get the money back and I'm going to try to get my money's worth out of this thing. So I get that perspective. Um, but in the position I'm in having to keep moving on and playing new games, it just wasn't worth it to me. The sacrifices that I would have to make to keep playing it, it just they just weren't worth it. Yeah, life's too short for Borderlands 3. It is. I mean, that's a good way to put it. Like, there's just, I just felt like, oh, I'm falling into this, like, game addiction cycle like seriously i'm like games like this are kind of the games where i think the line is drawn in the sand Mm -hmm. of whether maybe you have a problem with gaming i'll put it this way i have had a better time playing final fantasy 14 than this wow i don't i don't miss this when i'm playing final fantasy 14 i'm like i could be playing borderlands 3 but i'm glad i'm not yeah i mean i played in i I mean it's not like i didn't like borderlands 3 but i just i had enough and I felt like I had not been keeping different elemental weapons 
the for game the doesn't future. tell you that though. It's I'm, not. It never says like, hey, you might want to keep a diverse yeah, arsenal. I mean. I mean that's kind of been true of Borderlands like over the I've over never the got years. to the point in any of the prior two where it mattered. It I definitely I mean I finished the other two and so like definitely ran into that and it was more prevalent in the expansions but like that didn't wasn't really an issue in the game early on so I thought maybe it just wasn't going to be but then you start running into stuff where it's like yeah if you don't have electricity a powerful shock rifle or something yeah if you don't have shock you're not going to yeah so. that's really the key. And, and then I like, would say anyone who's about to start this game Find yourself a really good yeah, shock keep, weapon. Keep, it, keep shock weapons upgraded. Or keep keep a powerful shock, shock weapon on hand. Because if not, you're going to get to a place yeah. where you're going to face enemies with and crazy shields. And it's probably not as bad if you're playing with people because probably someone has right. a shock weapon. Yep. But, like, I wasn't. Yeah, and I don't, playing by myself, yeah. it just became so frustrating. Maybe I'll if there's a law, although that's going to be hard to find here in the next, like, three and a half months. But if there is a law, maybe I'll just jump on and start playing co-op with some people to get to the end of the game. But... Mm-hmm. I just I have no motivation to keep playing it. I just don't. Yeah, well, that's the problem. It's like, well, okay, now I do get past it. Then what? Right. I get more guns to play more things that I don't really care about playing. And the and loot. So I, and so I can finish it and then play it again. No, I'm not going to do that. It's so like I beat a the last boss I beat. The drop. I mean, there was literally like probably 25 or 30 drops. And so I'm sorting through all the loot that dropped with the bot, and I found two things worth keeping. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what the hell am I doing? It's such a pain in the ass. It's like, it's like the purples and the legendaries do drop more often, but they're also way more useless than they were yeah. before. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I just, I, I spent, like, 20 minutes sorting through the drops after I defeated a boss, and then I ended up with, like, two things that mattered. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like... <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It doesn't respect the player's time that well. This is the other thing. is like when you're fighting like these normal enemies, you can take their shields down like that. Oh, yeah. And then suddenly you run into a boss, and the shield, oh, like you're taking off like a pixel oh, yeah. per shot. And yep. I'm like, I don't even have that many bullets. I yep. can't do that. And then eventually you just get caught in a corner or you caught on some scenery. Or yep. Die. And you die. Or they hit the one. Th- I mean, I, periodically, you, you know, it's a product of having kind of randomly generated enemies. Like periodically I'd walk into a room. Get shot and once and two, die. And two guys have electrical abilities and boom, like <laughs> you're just dead. gone. You're like, just laying there on the ground. Yeah. Um, like, I, I'm not going to begrudge anyone who loves this franchise. I would say that personally, I, it, it's hard for me to understand why people are fans of this franchise. Yeah, I don't mean I can understand people being okay with it and being like, oh, it doesn't bother me that much. But to say, like, you're this is, like, one of your favorite gaming franchises, I can't. Yeah, no, I mean, I guess I see it if you, like, have, like, a regular group you play with. And Maybe, that's yeah. the fun of it. But like in general, like I'm you know, as much I play I put I put in my time on Borderlands yep. one and two. So did I. I. I'm, I'm I I wish I didn't I put ha- in my time. I wish here. I didn't have to play this at all. Like if, if I you know, <laughs> if I wasn't if I wasn't doing this show, I would have skipped this game. And I would not have felt bad about it at all. I would have played it no matter and, what because I'm and, always hoping that the next one th- is going to click with and me. And three years from now it would have been like five bucks on some sale and I would have right. gotten it then I would have been fine with it. Yeah. So they were smart to put this out in uh, September. Oh, it was exactly when it needed to be. Yeah, because was... if they had put this out like a couple months later when there's a lot more competition, I wonder if the reviews would been have been as kind. I mean, I, I think so, but like, the, I don't know how well this would hold up to competition. But then again, there's not a huge amount of competition. No, Q4 is not really that crowded this year, relatively speaking, uh, comparing it to prior years. Yeah. But, uh... I mean, you're really just up against like Death Stranding and Call of Duty. Yeah, 
as far as like big games, big triple A, like that, yeah. that have an, an ability to sell like ten to twelve million. Yeah, that's pretty much. That's it. what I mean. I mean, I do, or I Pokemon. Mean, but I mean, that's look, a whole different Pokemon's audience. a whole different ball game. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, look, I'd play Luigi's Mansion three twice over this at this point, but like, you know, it's a, it's just not. It's they're not in competition for the same market. They're not. Yeah, you know, they're not gonna. Yeah, they're not. Uh, you're not comparing <laughs> Borderlands to that if you're if you're Gearbox or Nintendo. Nope, you know, <laughs> you're definitely matter. not. Nintendo was not afraid to put out something. Would not have been afraid to put out something at the same time as this. And they weren't. They put out Demon X Machina and Astral Chain. Yeah, I prefer to mention Astral Chain. <laughs> Demon X Machina is the one that came out the same week. It though. is. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious what sales are going to be on that. Abysmal is my guess. The review, I think it's Metacritic is like below a five or something. Wow. So yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I can't disagree. No, but. I can't. I said that when I played the demo. I'm like, I'll never play this game again. I get it. I know what it is. I have no interest. Thank God Vincent jumped on that grenade and did the game eval for us, which Hmm. you can find on sifted.net right now. All right, let's move on to our last topic of episode 183. We're going to talk about, hands down, the biggest release of the week. It's the remake of The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, originally a monochromatic Game Boy handheld game. That has been upgraded, in at least visually, mm-hmm. for the Switch. Uh, Matt, the game has scored really high, like every Zelda game does. Mm. Um, it's hard to think of too many Zelda games that didn't. I score wish the high. whole game looked like this scene. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Although I don't mind the art style that much. It grew on me as I played. I don't mind it. Is about as far as I'll go. I don't really like it. Very much. It's a little it, weird. I get, I get why it is the way it is. My main, actually, my main complaint is I hate the vignetting. The vignetting, like the the way the the foreground and background go out of uh, focus. focus. Yeah. Like I I understand why it's like that, and I but like, oh, I hate that. Like there's well, no way to turn it off. It drives me like makes me feel like I'm losing my vision. I also have a feeling that that might be the cause of the god awful frame rates. Yeah, it drops. It, oh it's my amazing. god, it's amazing. A how game much it drops. like this. Yeah. They couldn't get it to run decently. Like, wa- just walking into the village tanks it. It's weird. It's crazy, man. And I and it seems to happen when it's transitioning from that kind of yeah. semi-blurred into like the sharp view after it snaps into view. It starts to chop. That and also just transitioning from like major area to major area, it happens. And I would argue as well that this actually actually does affect gameplay at times. Like I've gotten hit by enemies because of the frame rate stutters before. Because you have a the sword is so short, you have to get so close to enemies mm-hmm. and attack. And as you play, you get really good at it. You get the timing right. You're just like whack, move up, whack. You know the exact distance. Every once in a while, you get one of those little stutters that would just throw you off a yeah. frame or two. And I end up like slicing too late and like running into the enemy um the gameplay in this game to me is kind of hot trash Mm -hmm. like the this is a zelda game that incorporates elements of the mushroom kingdom and mario yeah there's a i i didn't remember this game too well um but like i even i was shocked again like to remember playing while playing i'm like oh yeah there's a ton of mario stuff there's and there's like side scrolling platforming yeah and the jumping in this game, as I said, is hot trash. Trying to just... I still don't know if you can actually jump catty-cornered. Can you? Uh, I or can you just jump it, like, north, south, east, and west? I don't the think game I've doesn't ever, require you to jump I've ever tried catty-cornered. It. But yeah, because you don't need to, because it, re- it was on a grid before. Yeah, it was built on a grid. 
but it's it's just the jumping is very awkward. It's hard for me to tell. Like I have fallen to my death in this game. I don't know how many times because I hit the jump button too late. Like it got, I guess I got too close to the edge of the ledge and the jump button just mm-hmm. doesn't work. Um, the funny thing is, is all that is way more forgiving in this than it is in the in the actual game. It is, game. yeah. I mean, the original, the platforming and stuff like that was almost kind of preordained. And it, yeah. there, there's a vibe of that in this where you're just like, either you make it or you don't. There's really not no fudging it or... But then every once in a while you will fudge it and like you'll start slipping on the edge of a hole and, and like get fall away from in. It. Yeah. And you, sometimes you can run out of it. But uh, for such a simple game, like it's it's not great to play. And it should be butter. Yeah, it's There's not a lot of demands the, on the control scheme in this. The jump the ju- all the jumping is uh, doesn't really bother me. It's it's really the frame rate that is the problem to me. And also the fa- I mean 25-year-old hot take uh I think Link's Awakening is a pretty mediocre game. Like, I know that, like, there's a bunch of people that consider it the best Zelda ever made. Well, I mean, that's going too far, but... But it's, like, it's a very prevalent opinion. Um, I think it's I think it's just sort of fine or okay for the most part. Although, over the years, so many subpar Zeldas have been released that I'd say it's probably in the top third yeah. of the series at this point. Well, this is one of um, the early Zelda games that established the template... That, yeah, I mean, that it was going to follow for years well, I mean, and is, years. This is come. a follow-up to Link the Past. Yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, yes. In the original, I don't know what they're doing here, but the original it really it was very much intended to be the Link from Link to the Past. Yeah. having this happen to him. Um, and the funny thing, of course, is like it's a dream, but like hence Link's Awakening. But a lot of characters that show up in the dream show up in the rest of the Zelda right. series. So, <laughs> um, yeah, and it's like it's fine. I, I I do think it's it's kind of interesting that like, you know, the 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 I mean, other than the 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 visuals, the game's pretty much unchanged. Oh, it is. And like, yeah, it's it's pretty amazing how straight of a recreation it is. Yeah, and, and like, I get that because it was being done <laughs> out of house. Mm-hmm. This so you was, don't want to let them mess with it too much. I think that's part of it, and I think they didn't want to mess with it. Yeah. If, look, they want it, more work from Nintendo after this. But it's pretty impressive that like you can take this quarter-century-old handheld game and just kind of give it a facelift, and it still pretty much works. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's what's impressive about it, and I think that's why people maybe have a, an affinity for this release is that all these years later, it still pretty much holds up. Yeah. Uh, it's still fun. It does have the Zelda template. It has dungeons. Um, basically the, you have to collect like eight instruments. So there's eight main dungeons. Mm-hmm. You get an instrument at the end of every dungeon. Uh, there's a lot of like mini bosses, sub bosses before you fight the final bosses for each dungeon. Like I'm kind of hoping that, that something that, you know, something so vanilla Zelda selling as well as this is so far might convince Nintendo that maybe you could just make a fucking Zelda game again. <laughs> uh, my, I, I mean, honestly, my biggest complaint about it, and I like this game more than you do as far as, like, the original. I don't think it's the best Zelda game ever, but I do think it's in the top third of Zelda games. No, I least. would say that, too, now, but, like, that's in a, in a world post, you know, the terrible DS games and the and Skyward Sword, and, like, there's a lot of bad Zelda out there now yeah, that wasn't out when this was... At the yeah. time, I was like, oh, this is okay for a handheld, but, like, it's not really a great Zelda game. Um, I was It was one of the things I was shocked by when I first got on the internet a few years after that was how many people just thought this was the pinnacle of Zelda. I'm like, this is not better than Link to the Past. Oh, no. It's, I mean, it, Link to the Past is probably my favorite 2D Zelda. 
I, I mean, I don't see, I, I don't see how you can argue anything's better than Link to the Past in the 2D realm for Zelda. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's still Ocarina and and Link to the Past. Yeah. Um, if anyone can beat that, I don't know. I mean, uh, but I'd say like a, you know, a Link Between Worlds is better than this. Hmm. Um, eh, that's. I really like that one. I liked it a lot too. Um, I think they're pretty close. I'll say that. This one's pretty. This one's more like it's. It's almost like what I was saying about Final Fantasy fourteen, where it's like. It's sort of nice to just play something that is what it is, right? And, and it's is not it, overly complicated yeah. and, and cumbersome. Because again, I've complained about you know Nintendo doing that for years. How they don't they won't just do it again, but better. They they have to reinvent the wheel. Yep. And it's like here they just did it again, literally, but looks better. Not even anything else better. It just looks better. The Game Boy version runs at a better frame rate, for God's sake. Yeah. And like it it worked and it's fine and it's selling and just you. you Make another Metroid, you cowards! Like, <laughs> how do we get the Metroid? <laughs> because Metroid, I mean, not 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 that Prime Four isn't coming or whatever one day, but like you know, Samus Returns just you know this is pretty much the same treatment as Samus Returns. Yeah. Um, but like, I could use more of that. Two D Metroid stuff is great, and I'd like to see them do more of it, and I'd like to see them you know learn finally that like you don't have to reinvent things over and over again. You can just make. You just take what worked before and make it really, 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 really good, like Bloodstain did. Yeah. Um, Here's the Mario my, stuff. Yeah, the Mario stuff. Which stuff. I mean, which was in the Game Boy. It version. was, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's kind of one of the unique quirks about this yeah. release is that it has elements of the Mushroom it's, Kingdom. And in some it. of that comes from, I think, um, being a Game Boy game, reusing assets from the Mario games on Game Boy. I mean, it's, speaking of which, but. Um, the real rub here is uh, there is no way in hell this game should be sixty dollars. Ding 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 ding. Uh, this ding, should be forty bucks. Ding. And this it, is a hand. This is still a handheld yeah. game. And if it was two years ago, it would be on the 3DS, and it would be forty bucks. This game is like eight or nine hours long. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a good it's a good. Zelda template, but it goes fast. Because it was a handheld game, yeah. and it's still a handheld game. So here's where we're starting to get to shady Nintendo. So we're very happy that Nintendo has united its development pipeline and is creating games for just one platform now because we're getting more software. However, this is a handheld game. Mm-hmm. This is a game that if the 3DS were still viable, it would be on the 3DS instead Absolutely. of the Switch. And it would cost... In fact, it wouldn't surprise me if this started life as that. Yeah, and it would cost $34.99 or $39.99 instead of $59.99. This is a total rip-off cash grab because Nintendo knows that Zelda fans are so desperate for anything Zelda that they will pay whatever price they have to pay mm. to play the newest game. And there's no point... It in, is dirty. And there's no point in waiting because by the time it's 40 bucks, it'll be like three years from now, right. four years yeah, from and now. Yeah, like, so you know. It's not like with other games where you're like, you know what, I'll wait two months and I'll get it for yeah. 40 bucks. Like, that's not going to happen with this game. It's dirty. Like, I... Right there. Right there is where the frame rate tanks every time yeah, I come around like, that corner. Yeah, yeah. But it it's... I am disappointed in Nintendo for this, that it would do this. That, like, I, before I played it, I was like, maybe there's all this extra stuff. I knew what the game was, no, obviously. I mean, there's, the, there's the dungeon creator or whatever. Which is but totally worthless. Yeah. Dude, the dungeon creator, it just lets you snap together rooms from the game. You can't do <laughs> any customization at yeah, all. It's no Mario Maker, that's no. for sure. I mean, and that's, that's another thing that's a little dirty about this. Like, I feel like. Nintendo, when it's been talking about the Dungeon Maker, has kind of been using similar verbiage mm-hmm. 
as it uses when it promotes like Super Mario Maker. Oh, for sure. And to me, that's also dirty. Um, I look. I'm happy that Nintendo can put out a lot more games now, but it has to price them appropriately. Just because all of a sudden your handheld team is making games that can run on a handheld that projects to a TV screen, that doesn't mean that it's worth $60. It's still a handheld game. There's a reason those games mm. are priced lower. But at the same time, it's selling like crazy, I know, so but it doesn't because matter. Because people have no willpower. <laughs> they, seriously, though. Yeah. And But Nintendo is preying on that, Matt. It knows that its fans, of and particularly Zelda fans, are suckers. Let's just be honest. Like, I'm really I surprised. And look, I'm not going <laughs> to... Yeah, I mean, I don't even like this. Yeah, one but very you much. have to. You're going to talk about right. it. It's the biggest. But game I probably out still would have. Right. I, I mean, it, Nintendo is preying on that. Like now. I said, like you've got that 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 established thing where it's like, well, if it was going to be cheap soon, I might wait. But like, it's or maybe, or maybe I would have put it on my Christmas list or something, so I wouldn't have to let pay somebody for it else be somebody the else sucker. <laughs> Nintendo games are good for that. They are. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I have problems recommending people buy this game. I mean, you know what you're getting into if you do buy it. It's. I mean, uh, a lot of people don't. I mean, that's why we're here, because they're not old enough to have played the Game Boy original, and tracking down an old monochromatic Game Boy to play the original isn't something a lot of people are going to do. Well, didn't they, they, did, didn't they do a release of, re-release of it on the Game Boy Advance or something? Did they? I swear I've played this again. I have At some point. Maybe you're on Game Boy Color? Maybe. I mean, it's been a while. Certainly been long enough that I didn't remember how to... Uh, what to do with that fucking raccoon? Oh, like, <laughs> I'm like, I can't believe I'm stuck already. It's been like ten minutes. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> well, the hints for that aren't exactly overt. No, not yeah. tops. Yeah, but uh, you know, if somebody comes to me and they're like, I'm a Switch owner, but I have other platform, like I, I would have a hard time telling them to spend sixty dollars on this game. I just would. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some magic Zelda moments in this, like. There always are touching moments with some of the characters in the game. The characters are interesting. Um, Music's really good. The music is great. That's probably the best part of this game is the music. It is awesome. Uh, For some people, that might be worth the extra 20 bucks alone, Mm -hmm. honestly. I mean, just being perfectly honest, for people who really love Zelda music, the extra 20 bucks that you're paying for this because of your Zelda tax might be worth it. Because uh, you're right, the music, the audio is great too in general. Yeah. Um, but I, the gameplay, even though it's it does, it's not that demanding, is still kind of janky to me. Uh, the graphical issues. I would really love to see them find a way to smooth out the frame rate on this. Like, yeah, would, they might be able to still. Yeah, like, the game's just out. Or maybe. just give me that Switch Pro already. Right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if it's really a question of power with this. It feels like it's like a, an issue of programming to me. Mm. I mean, look, it's not drawing that much on screen at any given any time. Any modern game has a whole lot of stuff happening under the hood that you just can't evaluate yeah. from a player position. Like, it's definitely a power thing. It's it, There's no reason you would choose to have your game chug like that. So uh, I'm hoping they can at some point fix it. Or I guess the Switch Pro, theoretical Switch Pro could fix it. But then, like, will I ever go back through this again? I don't know. Oh, I won't. Twice for me, that's good. Yeah. (laughs) I'm done. I played it when it came out back in the day. I've definitely played it twice. I don't remember why I played it the second time. I think it was. Maybe you wanted to see if people were crazy for saying it was the best Zelda ever. I feel like like they did a second release of it. They did like a, I think they did a Game Boy Color release of it, like the DX or something like that. Yeah. I remember something like that. 
I guess my final statement on this would be that ultimately I'm disappointed by it. Um, I'm enjoying it. It's, it hasn't been $60 worth of enjoyment for me, and it's it ends really fast, and there's really no, no incentive would, to play it again. I would be pretty happy with it if it was 40 Oh, yeah. If I just played 3D, paid 3DS prices for yep. it, I'd be fine. And I'm... Do you think Nintendo's ever going to do that, or is Nintendo just like, you know what, every game for Switch, 60 bucks? Um, Have any games been less than 60 bucks? Not first-party stuff. Yeah. I mean, uh, when it sells like this, why Oh, wait, maybe you? Captain Toad on Switch was. Toad, like some of the, the remakes tend to be. but they Some of the, the Wii U stuff. Tropical Freeze, I think, was 40 Maybe. Or maybe it was full I don't know. price. I think yeah, that was full I can, price, I can't actually. remember on that. Yeah. Some of them are lower, but again... I don't know. I guess they thought they put enough effort into this to make it worth it. I disagree with that assumption. I, I, I also would disagree with that. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't know. It's better better to pay an extra twenty bucks than not get to play it if you want to play it. But eh, like, that's a good point. It's just yeah. Yeah, I mean, Nintendo knows what it's, it's doing. It's just Nintendo. It's just Nintendo being kind of like you said. It's Nintendo being kind of dirty, and I don't like that. I mean, it knows how much it sold this for originally. Yeah. And now it's saying it's the same game with prettier graphics, yeah. and we're like going to If you, like if you, you. Re- remade this into, like, Twilight Princess level kind of thing, and it was, like, a full 3D, like... I mean, I expected... Zelda- I, I knew what the art style was. I still expected more from this. Like, I thought there would be maybe an extra dungeon, or there would... No, they were always pretty straightforward as a straight remake. Yeah, that's where me trying to not pay too much attention to pre-release stuff can hurt you sometimes. Yep. <laughs> I try not to have any expectations when I go into playing a game for evaluation, but I had already played this game. I, there, I had no choice. Um, so going on a media blackout wasn't going to be a help for me. And I think that's been unhelpful for this game was me knowing the prior game. Um, I wonder if people who never played the previous game are going to be as irate as I am over the playtime. Or if they're just like, wow, I finished a Zelda game in, like, less than 10 hours. That's, like, kind of cool. I don't know. I don't, I don't think, I don't I think it is. Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that is really looking on the bright side of life right there. <laughs> yeah, but somebody's bringing up a good point in the chat. Um, Congrim won again. You're killing it today. This compared to something like Red Dead Redemption 2 at release is absurd. Yep. It's, it is. It's absurd. Even or ca- even Borderlands 3. Right. Or Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Like, any game, it's absurd to pay $60. Or Demon X Machina. Yeah, yeah, we have to draw a line there. <laughs> but it, you know what? At least that game's, like, huge. Yeah. Like, it's, like, You gigantic. want it to end, but it won't. It won't. That's <laughs> one. I mean, that's maybe something positive I could say is I just I didn't want it to end. It doesn't outstay its welcome. That's for sure. It does. You're not going to be kicking it out of the house after a long weekend, that's for sure. So right, time to go back and reset the the, the screen now. Yeah, yeah, but I am really look. At, I I don't not the type. I don't. I try not to criticize people's reviews because it's their opinion. And saying someone's opinion is wrong unless something's factually wrong is bullcrap. So I I'm not going to specifically say oh this website or that. I'm just generally surprised at the fact that pretty much no publication called out its length as a huge issue. Or that Nintendo is charging console prices for a handheld game. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the complaints I saw, and all the reviews are glowing pretty much. Most of the complaints I saw were about the frame rate. And that was pretty much it. So, I don't know. That's why you watch Game Face, people. Because we give it to you real. Sometimes you may not like it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> honestly. I'm sure some Zelda fans are going to watch this and are going to hate us for this, this segment of the show. But we're telling the freaking truth. And we're going to continue to tell the truth. The other thing you get on Game Face that you don't get everywhere else is you get to see the actual games. 
Mm. It's really crazy how no podcast show gameplay. They're are they afraid of the copyright strikes? Maybe. You see all that stuff with YouTube this week, where a bunch of people got d d. Oh, our episode Authorized? last week, by the way. Oh, oh my yeah. God, it got but I'm talking hammered. About, I'm talking about like where a bunch of people got their check marks taken away because they said it, that YouTube decided to randomly change how like how you you uh, verify people, so like so it'll be easier to find the real person you're looking for. But like they took check marks away from people who have like common names as their YouTube channel, oh. and like so now there's like 14 Greg Millers or whatever. Oh. That, like, and, and then like one, so there's a one YouTuber, uh, CGP Gray. Who um, that's his that's his YouTube channel and then the name he goes by. Um, he got his account suspended for impersonating CGP Gray himself. He got suspended <laughs> for impersonating himself. I'm like, how are you supposed to win against these idiots who run this fucking website? It's it's astounding. And like everyone's like looking at like, so you want to take the check marks away. If you have less than like hundred thousand whatever subscribers or stuff, and da, 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 and they're like, that's just going to make it harder to find the actual people you want to find. Like if you're not, and like they're looking for like you have to justify like your aware people that are aware of you on social media outside of YouTube. So if you don't have a following outside of YouTube, you can't get verified. And like all the the new policies were like everyone's like this just makes the thing you're stating is the goal. All you're doing is making that harder now. Yeah, and like you just wonder what in the world is going on. At Google, that who or whoever's in charge of this YouTube stuff, you're like you, you're all out of your fucking minds. Do you think uh, podcasts that don't have gameplay? Do you think people watch them or they just always listen to them? I think most people just listen to them. Yeah, it would be weird to just sit there and watch people talk without any B-roll for. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I don't, I can't imagine for watching something for three hours that isn't story driven without doing something else while I'm doing it. Yeah, I, or I, watching it in chunks. Yeah, I put I put stuff like that on for uh, you know while I'm doing other things. Well, I'm yeah. you know like I've gone, podcasts are great for that man. Gone through a whole lot of podcasts <laughs> setting up that Transformers room in the last couple of weeks. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it's nothing nothing like like listening to people complain about politics while you're trying to figure out how the fourteenth <laughs> freaking Transformer works. Now. Yeah, I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't watch a podcast that was just camera cuts. No, I would just listen to it. But I don't know. People are different. Maybe they do. I don't know. I mean, they'd have to be some charming motherfucking They'd have to be. Or, or it'd have to be a really attractive girl. <laughs> That's about the only thing that I think would make it happen for me. So, Or Patrick Klepek. Yeah. So anyway, look, I know there's some Nintendo fans that are going to be pissed off about what we just said about uh, Link's Awakening, but we tell it like it is, man. And someday you're going to thank us for it. You're going to thank us for saving you I don't you care how bucks. much you like that game. The idea that that game would cost more than $40 is ridiculous It's ridiculous. To me. Yeah, without a doubt. So anyway, there you go. Uh, the remake... Of We're trying to Zelda, help you. Link's Awakening. We like it. We just don't think you should pay 60 bucks for it. No. And but you're unfortunately, going to. And you're going to. Yeah. And unfortunately, you don't really have a choice. Yeah. So, like, you know, you're going to. We already did. I would probably anyway, even if I was or put it on a Christmas list. But that doesn't mean we can't whine about it. I think that's, so here we are. I think that's the perfect idea, actually, is put it on a Christmas list Christmas and, and let somebody else yeah. jump on that grenade. Let grandma pay $60 <laughs> for it. She won't know any different. <laughs> All right, it's time for our trailer of the week. Uh, the trailer of the week this week is for a Terminator game. Why is it that there are n no Terminator games? Why Why has it just disappeared? There was one in the 360 era? Was there one then? Yeah, there was a... Um, uh, like Rise of the Machines or something? Something like that. There was a Terminator... There was the Terminator 3 game... 
uh, was out um, early X Play era. That was like. I remember that one. Because Blair Butler did the it was, review. I, it was very I, funny. I, yep, she did. Um, it was very funny. There was, I mean, there was. I don't a, think there was one last gen. If there was, I skipped it. I, I look. There certainly, this is, there certainly wasn't a Terminator Salvation game. No, there was only one Terminator um, game on Sifted. We've been loading games into the site now for like five years. I had this, so definitely in the last five years there hasn't been one. I had the Sega CD game, which was based on the first movie, uh, which had great music by Tommy Tallarico, which yeah. was the, the first game music I ever played in my car when I got my driver's license. By the way, if you want Tommy Tallarico <laughs> to love you forever, make that the first thing you ever say to him. I just had this total <laughs> mental image of a 16-year-old Matt Kyle passing his driver's test, getting in the car, being like, I'm on the road now. On the road. And then just put it, flooring yeah. it and driving with your hair blowing to video game music. Yeah. So that, well, if you if you listen, to, if you pull up this way from the Sega CD version of Terminator, it's good music for it, that. It is. But most people, it's like ACDC or something. I mean, that like. was in there, too. But this was just, I just put this in the rotation. That's you know? so awesome. I had that, and I had uh, music from the Ease 3 Wanderers from Ease. <laughs> Uh, TurboGrafx CD version. That's great. And sometimes that shit would come up in like mixtape things and no one knew what it was. They're like, oh, oh that's cool. Like, I think I may have told this story maybe on Invisible Like, Walls. oh, you got instrumentals on here. I'm like, yeah, it's a really obscure artist. I was at a, <laughs> I was having a fantasy draft one time with people from when we used to work at G4. And I just had like my iPod, back when iPods were a thing, just on shuffle. And we had the draft had taken like 12 hours because it was like this all-day event where we'd eat awesome food and make great drinks and everything. And it got towards the end of the night, and there was only, like, eight of us left or whatever. And we're, like, just hanging out, like, talking or whatever. And one of the songs from Wii Sports <laughs> came up on my iPod, and it started playing. I didn't even notice it. And somebody goes, Shane, is this Wii motherfucking sports? <laughs> and I was like, it is. And I'm like, what the hell? He's like, what the hell, dude? <laughs> How did you recognize that? At least it wasn't the Wii Shop music. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's not too bad. I like the Wii Shop music. But <laughs> but anyway, I'm flummoxed as to why there are no Terminator games. I don't know why it is an IP that is ripe for video games. Is it? Yes, of course. What would you do with Sci-fi it, Sci-fi blowing up robots. Like, yes. Eh, I mean, the, the crux of the Terminator movies is being chased by a monster. So, like, that's, a, that's a harder thing to make. I mean, there have been Terminator games for a long time, and people just sort of gave up. Because, yeah. like, you had, the, you had the Sega CD one, which is a permutation of the Genesis one, which is a permut- it was also a Game Gear game. There's a Game Gear version of that game I could finish in four minutes and 12 seconds. That, ge- that was the whole game. Just boom. <laughs> uh, there was the Bethesda made an early one, like, on the, like around, like, 88, 89, uh, which was an open world t- based on the original movie. Open world, like you get in cars and hotwire cars, and the Terminator just sort of like followed you through. Sh- <laughs> it was crazy. It was actually like really crazy at the yeah. time. It was, it was like almost a prototype El- uh, uh, Daggerfall yeah. in some ways. Um, they tried for a long time. Like it's just I not. Just gave up. It's not a. The, you can't translate the movie premises very well. And the other thing, the only time you really get successful is if you do something like what Terminator Two, the arcade game, did, which is like just gun down yeah. endless endoskeletons. Yep. And even that doesn't really work once you get to the the mod, you know, the modern day stuff where you're just sort of like the T1000 is sort of popping up pure places. You have to shoot it a bunch of times so it falls over. Like it's a, it's not interesting, you know. Um, I mean, I don't know if they're they're going to do one for this new one. I, I think it makes more sense to do stuff like putting the Terminator in Mortal Kombat and shit. Yeah, like that, which it, is happening. Using the character for that, or put, I mean, the Terminator characters in Gears Five. Yep. Make a pretty good amount of sense. Yep. 
But anyway... Linda Hamilton would kick ass in the Gears universe. We know that. <laughs> One brave publisher has stepped up, and it is going to publish a brand new Terminator game. It's called Terminator Resistance. And as always, get your questions in the chat. We'll answer with Q&A right after this and go at Sifted Games so we can pluck them out from the other comments. But anyway, here's the debut trailer for Terminator Resistance. some interesting data. It turns out you're part of a prestigious group. A group of people that Skynet marked for termination. ATK aerial flying by. You need to find a way to get out of there. I want you to take a team of my soldiers and fight your way to Skynet's defense grid. I guess the best thing I could say is it doesn't look terrible. If you want to stride purposely down a hallway, we got the game for you. <laughs> it, it December second, that's December third. That's coming out of nowhere. Yeah, like that, they just announced it and it's coming wow. out in like a couple months. It looks like I mean they got to get in for the movie uh, yeah. coming out, but it looks like another one of those licensed cooperative shootery things. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how co-op that looked, but... There was that one shot where it showed, like, the four people running in the battle. Usually that's a tip-off that it's a cooperative game. Or there's more people than just your character in the story. I mean, I don't know. It, it look, it, I don't know if this game is ambitious enough to try netcode. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. We'll see. <laughs> All right, let's get to some questions in chat. As always, go at Sifted Games. Uh, here's one from Not Cirque. Matt, when you hosted your last game night, what games did you play with your guests? How often do you host game nights? I don't. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. You've talked about them on the show before. Well, I go to game nights at other people's places. Oh. Um, I, don't, I don't really host them very often. You should with your crib. Yeah. You could have one hell of a game night. Still working on it. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. We've done like we've done like I've done game the game nights I've gone to are more like pen and paper stuff, not video ah. games. Um, you do uh, movie nights. We do movie nights at your a lot. place sometimes. Uh, it's at someone else's. Oh, I do. We do it at the at the movie pl at the place at the guy who has the 120 inch 4K projection screen. That's where we do the movie nights. <laughs> um, Makes sense. But uh, no, it's a it's a pretty regular. I missed this weekend's, but it was Kevin Smith stuff, so I didn't care that much. Yeah. Um, we watched the whole Dark Crystal series, like doing that, and uh, we're about to, we're gonna watch uh, all the Star Wars movies uh, over the course of October, November, and run up to Episode Nine, 
and we mean all of them. We mean all the all the, the prequels, the originals, both Ewok movies. Are you going to watch uh, them in order? We're all going to watch them in story order. Okay. So episode one, two, three, Rogue One. Uh, was it no one, two, three, Solo, Rogue One, four, five, six, Ewok one, Ewok two, seven, eight, and then we're gonna go see nine in the theater. Awesome. Think you'll be able to make it through all of them again? Done it before. <laughs> Some I of them are a little hard to watch now. Back, well, I'm not looking forward to the pre- I tried to. We have the we prequels. Have, are... We do have bad movie night rules. Oh. For some game, some movies, if they're bad, and I tried to argue for bad movie night rules for episode two, and it was not accepted. <laughs> I'm like, if there's one game, movie in the series that de- deserves to be heckled, it's got to be episode two. <laughs> but what are you gonna do? But yeah, I, I, I want when episode three came out on DVD. Uh, on New Year's Day, I was at uh, I was I was staying at my friend's house down in San Diego, and, and I'm like, we're watching all six on New Year's Day. And I got up at 7 a.m. Uh, and put episode one in, and no one else came downstairs until about halfway through episode two, <laughs> and stuck their head in like, I'll be back in an hour and a half. And like, so yeah, it was yeah. mostly just me for the early prequel stuff, but I was like, I've been waiting my whole life to watch the whole series all together, and I did. Uh, I fell asleep during Empire Strikes Back, which was my favorite one. The best the, one. My favorite one at the time. <laughs> but the problem was when you've memorized a yeah. movie, you can easily just fall asleep because you've, you've seen it so many yeah, times. Yeah, you know what's coming. But uh, I, we made it. We're doing a, It's just going to be two movies per day, per night oh, for okay. like several weekends. So, so we're not You'll like, make it. We're not marathoning like seven at a time or anything. That makes it doable. Uh, next up, Justin Horman. Uh, one of my early gaming oh my god moments uh, when gaming was when I first saw giant cats talking in the intro for Wing Commander 2. What is one early gaming memory that you hold dear, even if it didn't really amount to much? Mm. Probably one of my early favorite memories was uh, the end of Bionic Commando on the NES I was playing with my friend Rob. We used to play NES stuff all the time together. We'd rent it from Blockbuster and play, and we were playing it. We liked Bionic Commando a lot, but we never finished it. So this time we're going we're to buckle down. If it takes all night, we're going to finish this game. And like, there's all this talk about Master D. We're going to re- resurrect Master D, and da, da 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 da. And then Master D gets resurrected. He walks out of the clone chamber or whatever, and you get close up, and it's Hitler. <laughs> they cloned Hitler. They brought Hitler back to life. And at the, as they, when they first showed that picture of him in the little dialogue box, both my friend, Rob, both Rob and I, at the same time said, "It's Hitler!" <laughs> like, <laughs> like we were both so shocked that like the game went there. Yeah. You know? Like that, like that was the, the like the bad guy. It's like kind of was a running gag. It's like what's the worst person you could ever use for the best, you know, the most effective bad guy ever? Hitler. And there he is. Yeah. And then later in the game, his head blows up, and it's super gory. Like it's great. <laughs> but like, um, I remember. I just remember that. Like that was a that was a, a running gag between us for years. After that, it was just like because both saying that at the exact same time, we're so shocked that Hitler showed up in a Nintendo game. <laughs> I mean, it was a Capcom game. It was on Nintendo system, so. I, you couldn't I, show a cross in a right. Castlevania game, but Hitler could come do a monologue if you needed it. Like, <laughs> like a, a interesting Nintendo seal of quality standard there. I, I think for me, my first oh my god moment that I can remember was in the arcade with Dragon's Lair. So it was when <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe I wasted my money on that piece of shit. Well, not that really. <laughs> so fifty cents, man. That no, was it was a, a dollar when it first came out. It was fifty cents where we were. It was a dollar wow. for every time you played. 
And That's even worse. Yes, but I was really into it because I was like, oh, my God, these visuals look amazing. I was like a child. <laughs> and so, you know, all these Laserdisc games started coming yeah. in, Space Ace and everything, and most of them failed, but Dragon's Lair was like the big one. And so I would go to the arcade, and I would usually spend my money playing games that I was good at, but I would always save a dollar for right before I would leave to play one game of Dragon's Lair. And I would spend a lot of time watching other people play to try to memorize the pattern so I could get, like, value for my money. And everybody was, like, about as good as I was. Like, every once in a while, you'd watch someone play who would get two screens further than everybody else or from where I was. And there was one day I went into the arcade, and there was a, an adult playing Dragon's Lair, and he was a god at the game. Mm. And I just stood there my jaw just down the whole time just watching him go through the whole freaking game i had watched the same like eight <laughs> screens for months and this dude just rolled in put one dollar in it and just walked through the whole game like by the time he got to the end there was nobody playing anything else in the arcade everybody was standing around watching him he got he finished the game and then, I don't know if it's still this way in arcade machines, but then you, it, you had to play it backwards in reverse once you finished the game. Mm. And he got, like, another third of the way through the game playing it backwards, and, like, our minds were just... My brain was just mush. Hmm. Like, it probably it just melted onto the cabinet. Like, I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, my God. Like, not only did you make it, like, the whole way through the game, you played halfway through it in reverse, so... That was my first oh my god moment in games. I know it's not probably the I'm not answering the question he asked particularly, mm -hmm. but he's asking for an oh my god moment and that's the first one I remember where some where something related to video games just blew my mind besides the fact that video games exist in the first place. I think the the earliest thing like that for me, probably would have been seeing Pac-Man in the arcade for the first time and thinking, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and, and then, and then <laughs> boom. And then. Um, we had a guy like that in our arcade, because our arcade was like this downtown. Like, it was not really, a, it really wasn't a place I probably should have been hanging As out, but kid, it, was, it yeah. was where the arcade games were. Yeah. And the owner at the time, this guy named Leaf, would come in periodically, and he was just incredibly good at everything. And he would come in... Like, he knew that, that people, like, when he walked in, it was like, oh, Leaf's here. What's he going to play? He would one quarter uh, Bubble Bobble, which, if you don't recall, is a hundred levels. Yeah. And he would one quarter Ghosts and Goblins. Wow. Um, That's insane. Like, both playthroughs. That's like insane. Both through, and, like, and he'd just come in, and he had, everybody had, like, call and response stuff. Like, when you'd pick up certain power-ups, there would be things. It was like, it was like Rocky Horror. Like, everybody yeah. in, the, in, the, in the arcade knew to say, when he picked up the little bell, in uh, in Bubble Bobble, you, you all had to sing uh, "I've Got Spurs" that jingle jangle jingle, <laughs> and like it was it was just like this kind of like social moment where, like you said, everybody stopped playing and came over and watched Leaf one quarter of these fucking things, and it was amazing. Yeah, and uh, he was just he was just this jolly jolly round man who owned like this vi all these video stores in the area, and he was just super good at it. The arcade days were also, so great, man. Like I often wonder if I wasn't alive during that whole era if I would be doing what I'm doing today because mm -hmm. it just imprinted on me so it hard. It was a very different way to oh, play things. it was so different. The other, I guess the other oh my god thing in that same arcade space would uh, would have been when they, the day they moved uh, the Gauntlet 
game in. Oh, they, yeah. they brought Gauntlet yeah. in because they would. I was always terrible. They at would it. always put the the new hot game in the middle of the room. Yep. It was like, sit there in the middle, and they rolled this thing in. Everyone's like, "Look at all the fucking joysticks." There's four, like, and you can play four <laughs> players. I was at like, once. "That's crazy!" Yeah, like, that was unheard of. Yeah. And it wasn't like some kind of beat 'em up game like X Men. It was like, oh, you, it was like a dungeon, and it was like yeah. wizards, and I mean, it was it was. Never, and then like you realize like oh you lose your whole it's just a timer your life is a timer and it goes down even when you're not getting hurt yeah and, like, everyone's like god this does it. I could I quit playing it I was like I can't get my money's worth out of this well I played it way more than I ever played Dragon's Lair because like I never I never even I mean I think I was a few years younger so even at the time like I do you specifically remember playing Dragon's Lair because I seen it on Starcade and on you know you'd seen it in magazine commercials and stuff as a little bit too. And I loved Don Bluth. I loved all of his yeah. all his movies and stuff. And I wanted to play it. And I remember I found it finally showed up in some arcade in some restaurant or some restaurant I was in with my grandmother. And um, she let she gave me money to play it. And 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 I just instantly died. That's the way that game is. And, she, and she's like, I don't understand why you died. I'm like, I don't understand why I died either. She's like, Well, if you don't know, then I really don't know. And I'm like, And that's all your grandparents need. For them to not give you any right. more money. <laughs> it's well, I, didn't want, I didn't want to play it anymore. I'm like, that's oh, really? too fast. It was too fast. Yeah. It was just over. No, it would happen like that. Yeah. I, didn't under, I didn't understand That's why the my mind was exploded watching this guy play it. I'm like, I've spent like $35 just figuring out how to get past like eight screens. And this dude just waltzed in and just walked through the whole like well, he never I'm, failed like i'm sure he had a lot of practice before that i guess I mean, like it was insane I'll, like, I'll never forget it but it's just, and then I, it wasn't until i was an adult and they re-released dragon's lair i think on something that i real i played it then i realized like how it worked and i'm like that's stupid no wonder i didn't understand why this i worked. mean the only reason you played it was to see what happened next right. that's what it, the whole idea was talk yeah. about a game that's just worth watching on youtube Right. Oh, absolutely. If YouTube was back then, nobody would pay a dollar to play that game. That's for sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Lord X. Like Link's Awakening, what old handheld games would you like to see get a remaster? Also, there was a Terminator Salvation game. It was god-awful, but an easy platinum trophy. Hmm. I was not aware of that game. I must have forgotten about that. Yeah, I'm sure, we probably I'm sure just, we reviewed it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we probably intentionally got it out of our mind. Uh, any old handheld game you'd like to see remade? Um, I would love to see a quality remake of Axe Battler, a tale from Golden Axe. Interesting. It's a Game Gear game that nobody remembers. But it's a it's a Zelda style top down kind of RPG thing, except all the there's like random battles and fights in dungeons. But so the so the the overworld stuff and the RPG-ish stuff is like walking around like Zelda, like a top-down thing, and then when battles f start, they're side, they're side view fighting games. They're, they're, like, oh. they're like Golden Axe. Wow. It's, it's, so, you, so you got a little cute little Axe Battler character running around, but when the fight starts, he becomes like the, the sprite from Golden Axe with the sword, and you have to like fight guys with swords and stuff. Wow. And then like, and the dungeons are like side-scrolling platform stuff, sort of like Actraiser. Um, and uh, you slowly get more and more abilities, and by the end of the game, you're just this complete badass and can like do all these cool moves. And uh, I would love to see someone put that. And the the music is still stuck in my head to this freaking day. I did actually mention that that um, one of the side effects of playing Final Fantasy XIV that much is that Chocobo theme has been in my head all week. Like I walk around the <laughs> house whistling it, yeah. and my girlfriend's like, "Stop!" Like, because st that that song just infects your brain. And I keep thinking, you remember? You ever see that old Flash animation 
uh, was a song about how the guy's addicted to Final Fantasy. No, and that uh, song is like no. Final Fantasy is an RPG. It's no, like, I've never. I uh, don't a, know that I want amazing. to. Oh, you it's good. You don't want. Uh, it's, I mean, it's funny because it's about how like it, it was made right around when Ten came out, and it was sort of about like you know it was basically an obsessed Final Fantasy fan who refuses to play anything else because he's too weak minded to handle anything <laughs> except what the game magazines tell him to. Yeah. Which is also very funny because in the song they actually say I only buy what the magazines tell me to buy, and I'm like, imagine that time. You mean, there was a time when magazines yeah. held sway over what people were buying. But um, the music in Axe Battler is really good. And uh, I I used to play that over and over in the Game Gear. All, all my picks for this would be Game Gear games that no one cares about. I'd want to see a mirror. I'd want to see a uh, Defenders of Oasis remake. I would want to see remakes of the GG Shinobi and the GG Shinobi 2. Ah. Um, I, I think I'd love to see all those games make a comeback with like really good like modern graphics and keep the rest of the stuff the same like Link's Awakening does. Uh, but it would sell to me and probably like three other weird Sega fans that I don't think I don't think it's in the cards. Now there's a couple I would say I would have also said Metroid Two yeah. until they did that. Yeah, so. exactly. Um, I would say well, I mean, I think any 2D Metroid game I would like to yeah. see remade. I think there's still several great. Handheld only Zelda games. Oh yeah, could the, be the done. Oracle games I think would be ripe for the same treatment. Yep, for exactly. Sure. It, sell them for forty bucks, or but, yeah. you want to charge sixty dollars and have both of them. There you go. That's oh, that's, that's great. I would be totally fine with that. Um, and then also the Uncharted game that came at the launch of the Vita. Oh, the Golden Golden, golden Abyss. Abyss. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, that I, should get saved from obscurity. You're because right. it needs to be saved from obscurity. But I also hated playing it on the Vita. Yeah. <laughs> I hated it. The whole time, I'm like, I just want to play this with a controller. Actually, yeah, uh, along the same lines, Persona 3 Portable and Persona 4 Golden. Get that shit out of the Sony yep. handheld ghetto. Yep. Like, like, save that stuff. Absolutely. There's there's lots of good... Uh, lo- I mean, even like Mario Kart 7, is it? That was only handheld? That sounds right. I, I think so, yeah. I think so. Like even that, like some of the stuff that's in that, bringing it, it maybe just bring it in as like a pack in like the next yeah. Mario Kart or whatever, as DLC or something, I'd be down with that. Um, Kongrim1, you've been rocking today in the chat. Uh, with Rockstar announcing its new launcher, are we starting to see the TV-slash-movie equivalent of subscriptions for developers and publishers? Certainly seems like it. Yeah. I mean, Everybody has a launcher now. I mean, they're not demanding any money yet, but they, they you're, you're just constantly... Well, they're inching that well, way. Well, the, yeah, they're inching towards it in the sense of, like, trying to get you into their ecosystem or whatever, and it's just like, you know what... Like I'm, I'm, yeah. I don't care whatever launcher, da, 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 but at a certain point, like you were pushing me when you're making me sign up for all these stupid clubs, like just to get the bonus stuff or get the whatever login bonus or whatever. Like you want me to have like all these different things. I gotta remember who published what to like open this and do that. It's like just stop, people. Yeah. Like as though Rockstar makes games often enough to justify a launcher. You know, like <laughs> come on. Well, it milks all its games so long that it kind of has to have one. Why don't it just be called GTA Five Launcher or yeah. just GTA? That's just GTA Five yeah. at that point. What am I gonna do? Like, well, they're always gonna they're always gonna unify everything out of the gate because they want to have that one. At least point. make it a two K launcher or something. Yeah. Like, get more stuff under one banner. But you know, Rockstar tries to act like it's independent, even though it's not. Right. It likes to think that it is, but it, it's not. Um, Eth Demon, you say you want another 2D Metroid, but there are so many indie games that do that, but arguably better. Do you think a Nintendo-made 2D Metroid game would be worth the while? Absolutely. I mean... He's right. There are a lot of really good Metroidvanias out there, but, like... 
they don't star Samus. They don't. Like I like Metroid. And they I don't. Like they're Me- not set in that universe. I like Metroid's and... trappings. I like. I like the character. I like the colors they use. I like the love the music. Like I want Metroid. Yeah. Like all this other stuff is great, but I also want Metroid. There's no reason Metroid shouldn't be part of this. I can There's understand. There's also no reason Castlevania shouldn't be part of this. But Konami got a Konami. But Nintendo doesn't have that excuse. Make Metroid again. Yeah, I can understand his perspective with maybe other publishers or other IP. Yeah. But there's something very distinctive about Metroid. Yeah. It's not something that anyone has just been able to completely ape and copy with any success. The design, the game design, sure. But you're basically saying the the presentation and the plot and the characters and the aesthetics and the art and all and the music, you're basically saying all that stuff doesn't matter. All that does matter is the game design, which is you get this here. You need to go here because it unlocks this door where you go in and then you get this thing that unlocks this door over here. You're basically saying that the design is all that matters, and I don't agree with that at all. No, the, the, it, that stuff is great, and it's a fine methadone for the Metroid heroin addiction. Yeah. But I want the heroin. I want the heroin. Exactly. That's, I, I hate that's, that, a, I, that's a pun because Samus is a girl. It's a, also a joke. I hate that I said that. <laughs> with really clear as day, can grab that vocal snippet and do something with it. But there it goes. Out there it is. Oh, boy. Uh, texture glitch. Matt, you mentioned Heather Alexander during the Sega segment. Are you talking about the musician? She He's a friend of mine. How no, do you know it, him? I'm confused. Heather Alexandra. Oh. She's, she's a game journalist. Okay. Uh, anything else? Uh, yep. Uh, Mike's Q. I would sneak off to the arcade to watch the demo reel for Carnival, wow. the light gun game so much, I learned the poem incantation from the opening. Wow. Awesome. So I you pl- spent I some time that, in the arcades, too, I played then. that drunk a lot, because, like, Carnival and uh, Area 51 were, like, the two arcade games that would end up in bars in the 90s. Ed Rock, the truth, says the Mario Land series. I'm guessing is handheld that he would like the to Game see. The Game Boy series, yeah. Yeah. Super Mario Land was interesting. And then Vincent uh, says Mario Kart 7 is the basis for Mario Kart Tour, which is the upcoming mobile game for mm. in the Mario Kart franchise. So I guess that's kind of happening already. So anyway, there you go. Game Face episode 183 in the books. It has been an absolutely different episode from what we've ever done, but I had fun. I think it worked okay. I don't know until we look at the archive. Uh, but I hope everything went well. I hope the audio mix was good uh, and that the video quality was okay for you guys to watch because give us some feedback on this. We'd like to do this again if you guys liked it. Uh, but if you guys regretted watching it with us for whatever reason and wish you had just watched it on your own, let us know and we'll adjust accordingly. Uh, before we go, don't forget, Game Face is on iTunes. Game Face is on Google Play for all you Androids. I'm doing a Q&A, or not a Q&A, but a demo on how to add it to your podcast feeds on Android. That will be up in the next episode of Ask Shane Anything, which will be published very soon. Um, If you are watching this on YouTube, hook us up with Twitch Prime, man. It can make a world of difference and share the show. Um, I'm going to start giving out awards for people who do a really good job of sharing our stuff because we have one user, Peter, who retweets everything we tweet, who likes everything we post on Facebook. Like if we had an army of people like him, we would be making some serious headway. So if you're on YouTube and you can't afford to contribute in any way and you don't have Amazon Prime, share the show. Share it on social media, on Facebook, on Twitter, wherever. If people ask you, hey, what's a good gaming podcast? Mention it. It would be awesome. Uh, But anyway, thanks for watching. We'll see you next week. Game Face is up and out. Thank <laughs> you.